dangerous. Beware, it's dangerous. There's gonna be one of us in a triple zone because we're the pirate optimus. To the west, to the east, gonna find the way, stay the way, all the way. Ahoy, and welcome back to Piecemeal. This is a One Piece book club podcast. I'm your Captain Tyler, and my Nakama joining me this week are Matt. If ever you look back on your memories of me, I want you to remember my smile. Jason. <laughs> Who are you calling the prettiest girl of the millennium? <laughs> Laura. This stone doesn't know when to give in. Melissa. I'm working. This is work time. <laughs> Dave. What is this, a hotel? Theo. When it comes to a good night's sleep, no one can do it better than me. And special guest, Crimbo. When you're offered drinks at the bar, a man doesn't take his glass off the table. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was so hard-boiled. Oh, my goodness. So hard-boiled. <clears throat> Are you an egg? I'm, wor- I'm, I'm boiling. Red hot. <laughs> in the, currently in the process of boiling. Were you born to boil? <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us, Crimbo. Yeah, happy to be here. You want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience with One Piece? Sure. Um, okay, so real quick, I am mm-hmm. a, uh, well, I used to be a comic artist, and I used to do art for all kinds of different things, some games, so on. Um I uh, kind of went to do hentai manga, so I did some hentai manga stuff. Uh, oh, sick. And then um, just recently, <laughs> I got into VTubing, and I am Krimbo. I am a gangster. I'm the level one boss <laughs> that you fight at the end of uh, the level one video game. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> normally, I sound a little bit like this, but <laughs> I have a young form, which allows me to be a little more loosened up. So we're, we're going with young Crimbo today. <laughs> That's um, good. You rest your pipes. And so yeah. real quick, my uh, experience with One Piece is the first time I saw One Piece was in high school and I didn't like it. I thought I didn't like the style. I thought it was silly. I was like, what what mm-hmm. is this? How am I going to take this serious? And I didn't like the art style. I didn't get it. And then later I came back to it. I think as soon as I hit the chopper arc and they had the whole like... <laughs> Like what doctors mean and that you, mm-hmm. you should be hoarding them for like rich people and stuff. And then the part where Luffy like defends the, the doctor's flag or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and then like this series is amazing. And the more I read it, the more like this art style is, it, it shouldn't be anything different. This is the perfect art style for this. Now we love it. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, I matured to like a bunch of things that like made me really love one piece. And I'm like, this is the best shown in manga, like hands down ever. Like I, I, in my opinion, it's just mm-hmm. if you don't. And I've said to people, uh, like, if you don't like One Piece, I don't think we'll get along. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. Oda is one of those storytellers who defies you. Like he shows you the kind of stuff that happens. He he's and presents and presents it to you in this kind of goofy style and like dares you not to feel something about it. <laughs> he really does. Like if do you that, don't yeah. if you don't feel emotions at this just because it's drawn a certain way that sounds like your fucking problem <laughs> yeah 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 mm-hmm. definitely he uh he's just like he, i'll put something like senior pink that you'll think oh there's no possible way i'll, I'll care about this and then he makes you care about it and you're like fuck you got me again oda you got me again <laughs> god damn he did it again and at this point we should know better yeah yeah really. yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but we don't 
We're fooled every time. <laughs> but it's That's an interesting example that you brought up. Is that why you're here this week? Uh, yes, it is. That's my <laughs> one of the. I mean, I know Water Seven's like my favorite arc. I have different favorites, but my favorite fight, I think, is the is the Senior Pink versus Frankie fight. Mm-hmm. I, I like thing uh, like manly themes, uh, like romantic, like this is what you do, kind of, you know, because it gets yeah. it gets me motivated <laughs> to get up in the morning, and uh, I really like resonate with it, and so like it like just felt love. really good, and it said a lot of things that I felt, you know, I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Frankie has a, like a very unique flavor of masculinity that is all his own, and I really appreciate that about him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Same. I think it's actually kind of progressive, just the way he is, um, because he's not worried about how people view him. He's not worried no, he's about looking. About <laughs> he's not yeah. worried about looking like a man, or he has his own ideal of what a man is, and that's what he's doing. And he's not doing it for anyone else. And I'm like, that's yeah, that's how dudes yeah. should do. Yeah. I feel, I feel, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like Frankie is the best. I think Oda has a, his own kind of specific definition of what being manly means, and mm-hmm. Frankie is the most successful. <laughs> like expression, yeah. In the in the comic of of, mm-hmm. of what yeah, he's trying to get that. to, I think. And I, like he makes fun of himself too. Like it's it's it highlights just how silly it can be, but you can still love it. And it's just yeah, yeah. <sighs> That's why I got his tattoos on my. Arm. You could be a manly man and still be silly and goofy and have emotions, and it's it's just it's a beautiful thing to me. Yeah, and so have, beautiful. Yeah, and have your hair braided like a like a Swiss <laughs> oh, maid. Yeah, uh, or have your hair swirled up into a gun. He can, he can rock <laughs> any look. Yeah, soccer, Frankie. Never, never fucking wear pants though. No, <laughs> never. No, Despicable. No, never. Sorry. The least manly article of clothing. <laughs> one rule. <laughs> Real men don't need pants around these parts. <laughs> now, now I understand why he and Senor Fink instantly vibed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was love at first sight, honestly. Yes. Uh-huh. Love at first suplex. It's re- <laughs> respect between men. Dame, dame. Uh, <laughs> we do have a doozy of a volume to get into. Yeah. Um, Boy, howdy. Lord yeah. Dewey. This week we are reading volume 77, which is titled Smile. Ugh. Which has uh, various various connotations now. Yeah, don't know if I agree mm-hmm. with that. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have an email to read first. Oh yeah, and it was an email oh, that was yeah. sent in August of this year that was specifically called out for this volume. Oh, okay. oh wow. so I've been sitting oh, on this one. A, a readied action. If that <laughs> I've seen one. Yeah, a missive from the past. Sniped through a wall using observation hockey. <laughs> Headwind east to west. The story that you're about to hear in this volume in this email is like the most evocative thing I can imagine. Oh so boy, I hope that you boy. enjoy it. Oh my god. Whoa. Just close your eyes and pretend to be there as I'm you hear it. Okay. Uh, this comes to us from Russell, who wrote in before and is the uh, rancher. Ah. Uh, Russell writes, Hello, piecemeal podcast. Is once again your friendly rancher Russell from the Frontier Pirates emailing you all the way back from August of this year. Oh, I remember this guy. Just wanted to congratulate you on continuing your incredible journey into the new world, and hopefully you've had a grand time doing so in the second half of One Piece. 
I just wanted to email in saying how much I love our favorite surgeon of death, Trafalgar Law, <laughs> and everything that surrounds him as a character, his motivation, his backstory, and pathos. Uh, a particularly incredible thing about him, which I adore, is Law using Don Quixote's flag. No, not Doflamingo, but his brother, Rosanante. His smile as a symbol of defiance and rebellion against Doflamingo. Mm. Rejection of impossibilities! But also, the protrusion <laughs> of the six brackets uh, sticking out of the smile, which kind of looks like a sun. I think oh. this is just a tiny detail of Law's determination to repurpose and reuse what was a symbol of hatred and oppression in his life into a symbol of rebellion. And that's mm. what made Law such a beloved character. So much so that at the time of this volume's release in 2015, he had shot up all the way to the second most popular character behind Luffy, dethroning yeah. Zoro briefly. Oh my yeah, yeah. goodness. Wow. That's how that's ever happened. Yeah. Well, they're both sword guys, so. Yeah. And yeah. since then has remained in the top five. <laughs> uh, to get my long-winded gushing out of the way and onto a potential question for Tyler to use in the event he does read this, uh, what symbols, objects, songs, or other items in your life have you appropriated into positive images in your life? If this gets to be uh, heavy or personal, I understand not wanting to answer and respect your boundaries and privacy. To give an example from my life and profession, it's kind of a funny one. It is the 1998 album Devil Without a Cause by Kid Rock. <laughs> okay. Uh -oh. Amongst a lot of modern my ranchers... <laughs> Amongst a lot of modern ranchers within my group whose ages range from the youngest Zoomer at 18 to the oldest of millennials at 37, the album surprisingly strikes a chord, despite being a weird collage of new metal, rock, and country rap, well before Little Nas X did. <laughs> uh, one song that really strikes a chord with the more diverse group of modern ranchers is the song <laughs> Bawataba. Bawataba. <laughs> <laughs> Now say it like you're a tentata. <laughs> I think I just did. The song is this perfect combination of just angry defiance of power structures and the embracing of those of diverse backgrounds. This again coming from Kid Rock of all people. As the lyrics of Ba Wit Da Ba clearly calls out corrupt police structures, government agencies who planted drugs in poor neighborhoods, and for those sentenced by a justice system which pushes and oppresses the imprisoned rather than reform. Nowadays, Kid Rock is just another boring country rock star who rode Bush-era patriotism to rebrand himself and sell to a different audience, rather than keeping to the self-described Detroit cowboy who grew up severely under the poverty line and the connotations of growing up in the poorer parts of Detroit. He has a bar at Nashville. <laughs> oh, uh, he does. I remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my group, which I ride and work with every day, have taken his early music, which actually spoke to the industrial and agrarian working class, and repurposed it for this generation of diverse young ranchers of all races, sex, gender, cultures, and backgrounds. If only you could see the wild shit that occurs under the serene starry skies on a cattle drive out in the middle of the Midwest, and all you can hear for yards around you is ba with the ba blasting 
as a group of slightly under the influence ranchers mosh, while thousands of cattle either idly sleep or lazily gaze at the insanity of their ranchers, letting off stress. <laughs> sounds great. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. I want to be there. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds, is that sounds like a One Piece party to yeah, me. That's, yeah, that's yeah, a God. fucking... You guys are having Skypea parties just... every night. Yeah, this sounds like the last... Uh... The last scene of an arc. In, in yeah, did you find did you find the fucking Binks's brew of the Midwest of the <laughs> yeah, oh, maybe oh my lord <laughs> of the frontier? Oh. Uh, sorry for another long email. One piece just brings up a lot of things you can relate to in your everyday life that you never really notice until you think back about it for a bit. Well, it it, it inevitably has to because it has everything in it. <laughs> All things in the world eventually are in one piece somehow. Uh, P.S. Lobin, Trafalgar Law slash Nico Robin for life. I love my history goth couple. Ooh. Aww, okay. A, con- okay. a controversial okay, statement. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah, that is another popular uh, pairing in the yeah, that make that makes sense. You're traumatized. I'm traumatized. <laughs> uh, so, did anybody have a an answer for the question? I can reread the question if you forgot. It. Please, yeah, I, it, please. Okay. Yeah, it, it's been bawatabad out of my brain. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bang, the bang, jiggy, 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 the boogie, and up, chuck the boogie. Uh, what symbols, objects, songs, or other items in your life have you appropriated into a positive image in your life? And again, if it is too heavy of a or a personal of a question, you can uh, decline to answer. I'm trying. To, the the only thing I can think of that's like you know has a, a I don't know. I would say like black cats. Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah. I, I really like. I mean, I have one, <laughs> and <laughs> I just really like black cats because I think superstitions are stupid and <laughs> like that some of. Most of the black cats that I've known in my life have been the smartest cats mm-hmm. in the world, and I don't know. It's they're still like <laughs> not necessarily bewitched. Yeah, but mm-hmm. like there's still like a lot of the stuff that like black cats show up on is like spooky stuff, mm-hmm. and so I have just like a bunch of stuff that's supposed to be Halloween stuff, but it's <laughs> just like no, it's just like black cats. It's just year-round and, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, my uh, boyfriend's room, uh, former roommate had a black cat named um, Marley, and she is the babiest baby. Yeah. <laughs> Every black cat uh, I've ever met has been like absolute sweet. Oh, my Iris is a sweetheart. She mm-hmm. was very, very helpful, yeah. Uh, I think I could... I feel like I can combo off of that feeling of superstition. And I'll, I'll give two examples, and I'll try to tie them together. Uh... Graveyards and the summertime. Ooh. So, um, throughout my, for some reason throughout my 20s, I for some reason just had a real, like, bad spate of luck in the summertimes. Mm. Um, summertimes either had me getting fired from a job, getting dumped, um, or just generally being, like, really depressed. And there was a time when I was. Where I, where I was trying to like fight it and like try to like I'm gonna have the best summer ever and, and try to capture that like you know pre having bills to pay life <laughs> lifestyle and mindset um, mm-hmm. didn't happen so I've uh, the solution that I've found is to just embrace the summer 
embrace the good and the bad. Just let it happen. And yeah. then the summers are kind of okay then. <laughs> and graveyards. A lot of people think graveyards are spooky, but I've I have gotten on. Um, my parents have uh, have changed my mind about them because I found out that that my dad is a com- is a part of a community called Gravers, who are uh, just regular people who are enthusiasts about like graveyards and like history and like mm. graveyard symbols and mm. like and all that stuff. So like you know epitaphs versus cenotaphs and mm. and all different kinds of <laughs> the like nitty gritty. Yeah, the nitty and it the gritty. Just, there... Tickled me knowing your dad. It just it just fits very well. Is there? Uh-huh. <laughs> Is there epitaph or uh, epitaph versus cenotaph discourse? In these, <laughs> I don't know community? if there's discourse. Um, I think it's just like a it's, it's just like a history and trends kind of a thing. Sure, sure. Um, but I will say that he, you know, he he made a forum account for himself on findagrave.com. <laughs> like that's the did. level. You know ah, what I mean? Yes. Wow. <laughs> um, and that has become uh, that's become an an infectious. Um, uh, sensibility because that has also um, meshed well with my newest hyperfixation welcome of uh, geocaching because oh. a lot of cachers leave stuff in graveyards um, dangling from like uh, trees or whatever N- none of them so far have left any caches anywhere near any stones or markers it's just a it's just a reason to go out and enjoy the nature or, or uh, and take in the scenery. And I've gone to some very lovely graveyards this summer and fall. Hmm. Very picturesque. Hmm. And now I can look at a tombstone and go, now oh, that's sandstone, that one. Oh, that's sandstone. <laughs> nice. I feel like the closest thing for me is like, I in like inevitably like absorb i mean we all do this but like i you know absorb things that people say like into my own lexicon sometimes oh for sure uh and i have had several really shitty relationships they're not you not romantic relationships generally just like you know friendships or Mm -hmm. things like that um with the really shitty people who after they ended like i kept so, some good memories, but also like things that they said that tickled me that uh, <laughs> that remain part of my uh, of my lexicon. There was a guy who was like my best friend for two years. who was a truly, truly awful human being, like a <laughs> really just god awful piece of shit. And I was the only one who didn't see it for a long time. Um, but he had a very mm. unique way of speaking. But he one thing he he loved to say whatevs, which is like <laughs> the it, it's it's the it's such a powerful diss. Like it's the la- it's the laziest thing you can say to someone. Like you mm-hmm. you can't even commit to fully saying whatever to dismiss what they're saying. No, you reduce it an extra syllable. And I, I treasure the use of that. Mine, um, I mean, there's there's kind of two. One is like just the really obvious one of like visible queerness, mm-hmm. where like I used to be just so afraid of like. Oh God! What if people know? Oh God! What if they think I'm just seeking attention? I have to keep it such a secret from everyone. Um, and now I'm like, "Fuck you! I'm gay. Whatever." Uh, and I'm trans. Uh, but like the, Check the, the star more tattoos. serious, yeah, yeah I got that. Yeah, baby. <laughs> um, but the more serious one that like is is really more of a work in progress. It's not all the way to like reclaimed, and I don't think it ever will be. But it's like it's a thing that like is shitty. 
but I'm tied to it, so I have to wrestle with, like, what it is and what it means to me, and that yeah. is, like, Christianity. Because um, uh -huh. I was brought up in the church, um, and, like, for whatever reason, like, my gender identity and my, like, I, I identify with the term God-bothered, because um, <laughs> that <laughs> aptly describes that. the relationship. Um, oh, yeah. uh, th those are just very tied together, and I just, I can't escape it, and so I'm, like, I'm just... I'm involved with the church now and like teaching Sunday school and figuring out like, okay, how can this be the least shitty? And how can I reckon with like the awful history and the awful present of like what this institution is and like, what does this story mean? And what, so I don't know. It's, it's a thing that I'm grappling with and wrestling with. Um, it's a long road ahead. I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to find a quick way to surmise this. <laughs> I could do one or two things. One, I was just going to say I have three pet snakes, and snakes are kind of like mm, yeah. not the cute, cuddly animal, but snakes fucking rule, <laughs> and they're great. So fuck you. Anyway, <laughs> that's a short answer. Oh, yeah, they're great. <laughs> um, but I was going to actually say my fursona and a lot of my recent OCs because a lot of them are me looking at art I did when I was in middle school and high school that I hated and repressed because they just reminded me of bad times but then i kind of like dug them out of storage and repurposed them so i have to like come to terms with it and show like a better side of that Whoa. um <laughs> like my fursona is kind of like that because like i'm saying as quickly as i can she's called the burger lion king she's literally a shit post um <laughs> yeah she's mentally like a shit post but there's <laughs> i literally called her that because when i was first diagnosed aspie my fixation was the lion king so she's the asperger lion king it's like poking <laughs> fun at like like uh -huh. I'm, I'm brutal i'm like poking fun at like rough times in my life and mm -hmm. like but mm. she's awesome like she's cool <laughs> like and she has like a mane and because like i I'm not gonna get too into it right now, but there's some stuff there. But I have like a hormonal imbalance, and it's likely from a poor diet. So the Burger King is in there. Like it's just <laughs> a complete like <laughs> it's such a horrible thing. Like someone who hated me would draw that to represent me, not myself in a way. <laughs> but I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> this is this is this is me. This is reality. Um, but people like her. I like her too. I haven't drawn her in a minute. I'm not really like. Super into furry right now. The, the fixation is One Piece, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but she's she's cool. <laughs> that's that's, that's my answer. Thank you. Man. If only One Piece had furries. <laughs> yeah, it imagine. already does. <laughs> it, yeah, it already it, has Peckhams and a bunch of other people. <laughs> oh, you're not and, ready. And you think you've seen and... furries? <laughs> oh boy. Oh wow. Oh, that's all I'm gonna say. We've not yet begun to furry. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that shirt? Let's furry. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's so Let's good. I would <laughs> love that with a little paw print on it. Oh, fuck. fuck yeah. Fuck yes. <laughs> I love that. Still has to have don't cry on the back. That's right. the best part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I don't have a terribly meaningful answer, so I'm just going to say Kingdom Hearts and take no further questions. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally listening to a What the Heart's Lore episode <laughs> on my way over. Maybe Tyler torture his, his close friends. Uh, how about we get into some One Piece? Yes. Let's do it. Speaking oh, of torturing my close friends. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Nonsense. Let's... It's not on you. It's I place the blame at Ichiro Oda. Flies <laughs> <laughs> on his head. Place the blame at the foot of the king. <laughs> 
Let's fucking baby. <laughs> Let's baby. <laughs> uh, I'll start with the author's note. <laughs> Melissa's Do favorite. We have to. <laughs> uh, this week, Oda writes: If you added cyclone ability to a figure skater or ballerina's spin, they'd either fly off or go right into the ground. Well, if you could somehow install a cyclone in your anus so it could spin at incredible speed, it would be the answer to all of our constipation situations. Stop. What? Oda, just rifling your poop? Oda, honey. Oda, honey. That's bad. This is bad. Are you okay? This is the worst ones. This is a some fiber. This is a, a supposed to be a kids magazine, right? <laughs> it's supposed to be the saddest fucking volume. He's talking about cyclones and assholes. <laughs> Japan is a Japan is a different place, you guys. Japan <laughs> contains multitudes. Yeah. Uh, let Cyclone Volume Seventy Seven be grrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
Mm-hmm. I've heard Jinbei called first son of the ocean. I think he should be first dad of the ocean. <laughs> yeah, first dad of the ocean. <laughs> so returning to 16 years ago, uh, turns out Corazon wasn't mute and just elected to let the Don Quixote family believe that he was. Oh, snap. Whoa. Additionally, he also had a devil fruit. Cora had eaten the calm, calm fruit, making him a silent man, able to stifle all noises within a certain radius, as well as create a soundproof barrier so that he could have secret conversations. Ooh, Love just the, he's just full of lies. It's the greatest mime in the world. The accidents he's always having are also lies. All an act. Liar! <laughs> as he sets himself on fire. Yeah. He's such a good boy. <laughs> oh, uh, he's great. Law is furious. The most ridiculous thing about you is the only part that's true. <laughs> yeah. Law asked why he would hide all of this from his cohorts, and Cora told him, My only purpose here is to stop my brother Dofi's rampage. I still don't understand how our loving parents could have produced such a monster. That's what I said last week. Yep. <laughs> Where'd he go wrong? Oh, in, also in a lot of fun, places, I think. Uh, fun fact for the uh, Funimation dub of One Piece. Oh boy! For Korra, they got Ray Chase to do the voice. Who, if you're not familiar, did the voice of Noctis in Final Fantasy 15. Ah, uh, no way! Uh, he's oh. also the Master of Masters in Kingdom Hearts and oh countless God. other roles in video games and anime. Oh yeah, he's yeah, yeah. awesome. He oh. has a he has a very appropriate voice for Korra. Yeah, that's a good get. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really good. Yeah, damn. Uh, We get another snippet of the day that the lynch mob found the Don Quixotes. Uh, And while Homing and Rosinante both pleaded for help or mercy, Doflamingo felt only rage and vengeance, swearing that he would hunt down and kill every last member of the mob, sending a shiver down all their spines. Which followed up by Rosinante saying he was born with an innately evil nature that knows no bounds, which does not sit well with me. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime I hear... He's just bored. He's just bad because. <laughs> like, no, he responded to trauma in a particular way. Cora continues The only one who understands the depths of Dofi's true brutality are the four officers, including me, and Virgo, the previous Corazon. He's a powerful man acting separately from the family on his own top secret mission. Even we don't know the nature of his job. Uh, but returning to more important matters, Cora told Law that as a person marked with the secret name of D, it makes him one of a fateful few, and he needs to stay away from Doflamingo. Well, he tells him you can't turn into a monster like Doflamingo, and Law says, no, that's what I want to be. That's what I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, no, I want to cause problems on purpose. <laughs> Back in my hometown, children were scolded into behaving by this threat. If you don't behave, you'll be gobbled up by a D. Every once in a while, when another person with the name of D becomes known... The elderly all raise an eyebrow and murmur, the D will always cause another storm. No one knows the truth, but the name lives on in the dark shadows of history around the world. In one area, the people of the D are known as the enemies of the gods. And if you view the celestial dragons as the gods in this case, then perhaps your people's goal is the very destruction of this world, but with an entirely different meaning than the way Dofi intends it. The people of the D, no doubt, have a philosophy that pits them against the gods. I love Law's response to this lore drop. (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about. I just came to join the family so I could kill everyone and everything. I am like eight. (laughs) 
<laughs> I am I'm nine. Eight, and I'm mad. <laughs> now, when he says my hometown, he's talking about Mary Draw, right? Yes. Hmm. I, I love that we're 764 chapters in, and we're finally getting a hint of what the fuck the tiny <laughs> the most minuscule little hint yeah man remember in like chapter one when tyler gave us an x mark of the initial d and we were all like what the what the no, and, that and i mean? i specifically said yeah with with outrage in my voice how could it possibly matter <laughs> It turns out it matters a a great deal. It turns out it is maybe the the most. It turns out it is the plot. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We have met a god. What? Well, we met a god before. I mean, or somebody that called himself a god. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Usopp. Yeah. Uh, Enel. I say Enel. Well, there's a big difference between calls calls himself a god. Yeah. Do you remember? Also, like be... celestial dragons, like they call themselves gods. Sure, that's also true. screw those guys as well. Yeah. Right, that's stick. that's kind of what I'm going for here. Um, do you remember what Nami said about Luffy when the fights first started between the two? Mm-hmm. Uh, between Luffy and Enel, first yeah. natural enemy. She said that Luffy is Enel's natural enemy. Well, that's because oh. he's made of rubber. Right. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I'm just connecting ideas here. Okay, I I could see it. And D are the natural enemies of the gods. Does D actually does it actually stand for something, or is it they're just (laughs) their middle name is just D, and that that's it? Uh, Apparently, (laughs) somehow after twenty years of Wano, we still don't know. (laughs) It's an alien. Maybe someday we'll know. This is what people are telling me. Yeah, I definitely don't know. I, I still think it'd be that's absolutely funny if it's just the the bit from The Simpsons where they find out what the J stands for in Homer J. Simpson. <laughs> Homer J. Simpson. It's just a J A Y. Yeah. The one piece is absolutely great. The one piece is one piece of paper that says what D stands for. <laughs> it just says David. <laughs> oh no. Don't tell me this was all just like one really long, elaborate D's nice joke. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> God. Fans for Danielle, because that's my middle name. <laughs> Whoa, are you a D? Hell yeah. Are I'm you an D. enemy of the gods? Whoa. Fuck yeah. Oh my Whoa. God. I'm getting sweated in three seconds. <laughs> Laura says, fuck gods. <laughs> all my homies hate gods. Mary gods, fuck, etc., etc. Uh, Law told Corazon that he didn't work for Corazon, he worked for Doflamingo. So he was just going to go and tell him all about the secret shit that Cora just told him. And then he threw him into the dumpster. Yeah, Cora tried to stop him, but Law had grown too wily in the two years of being a pirate and easily escaped him. And Fez figured out that he is clumsy and constantly trips over his own feet like an idiot. (laughs) Uh, but in the end, Law thought better of ratting on Korra's own secret because he owed Korra for staying quiet about the stabbing two years ago. So now they're even. Uh, Korra decided to take matters into his own hands and kidnapped Law, leaving a note for uh, Doflamingo saying they went to search for a white lead cure. <laughs> BRB. <laughs> Out getting milk. 
<laughs> gonna go cure leprosy real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my to-do. Uh, as the two sailed away on their own, Cora called in to a contact he had at Navy headquarters. Whoa! Whoa. Hmm. It's Admiral Sengoku. Whoa! Hmm. Uh, uh, hi. <laughs> Big fan of uh, of um, transponder snail Sengoku with this snail afro. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm a big fan of their um, password uh, uh, column response. <laughs> Cookies and crackers. Mm-hmm. Cookies and crackers. <laughs> he also bribes. He bribes Buffalo to keep quiet uh, about what may or may not be happening uh, by buying him a 500 berry deluxe ice cream. <laughs> uh, but he has to borrow the berries from Baby Five because, of course, he does. Right, and, and she happily <laughs> provides because. She just immediately. To, she's like, "Oh, I can help somebody." Okay, <laughs> already when they're me. already when they're like eight, <laughs> this is happening. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get to it. We'll yeah. get to it. We certainly will. <laughs> will we? <laughs> oh boy! Uh, turns out that Rosinante was also secretly a naval officer, and Law asked uh, if he was involved with the government since he hated everything to do with the government. But Cora always assured him he was not a navy man. He, this guy is like a reverse Virgo, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. That's, that's definitely a good way of putting it, considering how <laughs> things play out. Mm-hmm. And so the pair began to travel around the world, stopping at any hospital of renown that they could find, hoping to hear that a cure for white lead disease had been developed. <laughs> this is one of the most brutal sequences in the whole comic. So yeah. This yeah. sucks, so man. Uh, unfortunately, it was the same story wherever they went. They would be chased out, and Law would be deemed a monster. Again and again, Law had to relive the worst moments of his life. I'm like, okay, so how did Doflamingo know that it wasn't contagious if, like, these hospital guys knew? <laughs> he, he was a celestial dragon. He knows everything. He knows people. I think he's just <laughs> harder he's to... information broker. That could be That's true. That's fair. Okay, that makes sense. I just sense. think... He... Everyone is easily intimidated, and he's just not easily intimidated. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, hmm. And, you know, he probably noticed people around him weren't just dropping dead. And he's just like, hmm, I'm not afraid. Is that there, the full story? There's probably also <laughs> something to be said for the fact that he's a pirate. Mm-hmm. And thus, outside of the usual channels of information control. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. the hospitals are, you know... I'm sure the world government has its hands. It's all in all sanctioned the, in all the medical schools and all that. Yeah, yeah, that hmm. makes sense. I also have a question that I literally never considered until just now. Hmm. Uh, can a Logia user get terminally ill? Uh, huh. I, I think yes. Maybe I, I think yes because uh, they specified that that uh, specific fruit had to be in the hands of someone who knew medical knowledge. To fix themselves, uh, which is why Law was a good match for it. So any other Logia user may not have the medical knowledge, or their ability may not be able to target the thing that ails them. That's true. So I think they can still get terminally ill, and that this is a yeah fate because, sort of because, thing. Yeah, because of, well. Oh wait, yeah. I mean, Logia I users can it. die. We've seen it. Yeah, <laughs> it happens, and we know. Uh, Aokiji, he can't regrow that limb back. Yeah, uh, it's also true. Well, I was gonna say the, the I was I was gonna say the op-op fruit isn't a logia, is it? No, no it, not it's in this case. No, that's yeah. a 
Paramythia. Yeah. So, but like yeah. somebody yeah. with the fire fruit couldn't like target disease in their own body, or just with like fire. turn to fire and then reform and well, be okay. Well, the thing about yeah. this fruit, it's so precise, isn't it? Like that's kind of like what it's good at. Yeah. I imagine right. yeah. the fire fruit or, or or whatever couldn't just specifically target like cells or or mm-hmm. you know like you would need the knowledge and and your ability would have to be that precise because I think that's the whole mm-hmm. thing about this is a precision fruit it lets you go in there even in your own body if you have the knowledge to do it and so I think if yeah. if other fruits could just do that it would undermine this how special this fruit is in its own way yeah. After six months of searching, Cora was despondent, muttering to himself while Law slept one night. What am I doing? The kid was born into a town of tragedy, and rather than actually fix him in any way, I've just forced him to relive the horror over and over. Was it for the sake of the D? No, I don't care about that anymore. I've been feeling sympathy for a dumb kid who's known nothing but pain. He'd hate to learn the truth, but when I heard the little brat say he was going to die... I just couldn't take it. You might have stabbed me way back then, but it didn't hurt a bit. The pain was all yours, you poor boy. Oh. And of course Law heard every word of that. Of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> little turd. <laughs> but he's our little turd. In the in the anime dub at the point where he goes, You might have stabbed me, you little shit. But it didn't hurt at all <laughs> a bit. Yeah, it, it, yeah. So the, he calls him a little shit in the in the anime dub, and <laughs> that's I love it. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's good. The next day, Doflamingo finally got a hold of his brother via transponder snail. Uh, and just a fun little detail: Cora uses Morse code over transponder snail. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's really, really cool. Neat. To keep yeah. up his ruse of being mute. Uh, also, just a fun little SBS here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot this was what how the timeline went out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that the author of My Hero Academia, uh, many years ago, sent in fan art of Smoker oh, to man, Shonen dude. Jump. Whoa! Hell yeah. Shit makes me so happy. Inherited <laughs> will indeed. <laughs> Damn, yeah, I was just thinking that. Uh, Put into practice. This is a cool fan art, too. Little mm-hmm. little side piece. Uh, I actually got to do one of the SBSs. I don't want to tell you which one, because it might reveal like <laughs> stuff about me. <laughs> but there is an SBS done by me somewhere in the That's world. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, have, well. have we gotten to it yet, or is it in the future? It's in the past. It's, it's, <gasps> yeah. it's a long time ago. That's awesome. Whoa. What a hero. <laughs> <laughs> it's also really cool that um, in, in this volume where he kind of shines a light on my hero academia emerging... Uh, he also does a really cool homage to Naruto, which also wrapped up in, <laughs> yeah. in, this, in this volume. Oh, wow. Yeah, God. Wow. Uh, yeah, Theo and I Sunrise, were talking about sunset. it. Sunrise, uh-huh. sunset. Um, remember how Sanji's name had to be changed because Naruto was starting? Well, now right. it's over. <laughs> so, uh, so, so we can change it back. And it's, <laughs> we can and find it's, out that that was his real name the whole time. Oh, my, oh my God. God. It's at this point that One Piece became the last of the big three. God. Wow. Last one standing. Wow. Wait, what were the other two of the big three? Naruto, uh, and, Naruto and Bleach. Bleach. Oh. Uh, did anybody recognize the kingdom that they're in in this scene before oh, that, it's pointed out in an SBS? No, I did that not. was huge. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> Which that makes sense because they're in the North Blue. Right, yeah. exactly. 
Uh, they're in Liv Neal, which is Nolan's home in the North Blue. Oh. <laughs> yeah, goddamn. You can tell by the castle in the background. Uh, Doflamingo told them both to head back to the ship because he'd gotten some intel on the op-op fruit. A pirate was going to sell it to the Navy, too foolish to understand the treasure's real worth. So Dofi was going to intercept it, and uh, it may very well be able to cure law. Dofi said he wanted his most trusted man, his own brother, to be the one to eat the fruit. Well, but he can't do that because he already's got a fruit. <laughs> he probably he doesn't could. know once. that. Cora <laughs> uh, rejoiced for Law's sake, but knew that they could never return to the Don Quixote fold now. Not just because he had already eaten a devil fruit, so eating another one would kill him because his brother didn't know that, uh, but also because Doflamingo's intentions were for the immortality operation, which would also kill him, and his brother definitely did know about that. <laughs> yeah. This immortality operation. Yeah. Also, do we get a quick like cut to like Doflamingo being like, "Wow, remember how Tsuru was always able to chase us down, and now that my brother's not here, she's not That's able not to." That's not happening do that? anymore. Weird. How could that happen? Huh. And Diamante just being like, "Could just be a coincidence." <laughs> Doflamingo's like, "Yeah, nah. I don't pay you to think." <laughs> I love the uh, the Don Quixote pirates pirate ship <laughs> with the flamingo figurehead. Flamingo it's with the glasses good. still. That's very yeah. good. Yeah. Korra called in to Sengoku to confirm all of the information that Dofi had slipped him, and then planned to steal the op op fruit for himself. Unfortunately, at the same time, Law's health took a turn for the worse, and he grew feverish and weak. Korra uh -oh. begged him to just push through and stay alive for three more weeks. The man selling the op-op fruit was a pirate named Diaz Barrels, a former Navy man turned pirate. It's a good and name. also the father of Diaz Drake. I was going to ask. Oh, is, is it? To Diaz Drake? Yeah. Yes. I somehow didn't make that connection. So, wait, is he that actually Drake? writes out Diaz. Drake, da Drake <laughs> oh, yeah, X or right. whatever? Yeah, X Drake. Yeah. Oh, damn. It's actually pronounced Diaz Drake. For oh, I some didn't know God that. forsaken reason. Yeah, I no only... no human being would ever know that. <laughs> well, but he's not a human being, he's a Tyrannosaur. Oh, that's yeah. true. The only <laughs> other hint is they is uh Drake definitely inherited his father's chin. Yes. Oh yeah. Absolutely. We, we see Drake in this flashback. The chest oh, really? millimeter is genetics. He, yeah, is yeah, he, he is. the little kid that's like Dre? Yeah, whoever? it's uh, I think it's pronounced Dre. Is how Dre. I've seen it. I, didn't know I, don't, I don't know why it's Dre and not Drake here. Um, but when we see him running away later, um, oh. it's very, very slight. But if you check his chin, he does have the X scar on it huh. already. Whoa. I definitely did pick that up. Under cover of night, Korra attacked the mansion that Barrels and his men were staying in, using his calm, calm powers to stealth his way around. He knocked out their lanterns, scooped up the fruit, and busted out a window. Unfortunately, he then tumbled down a hill directly into a patrolling squad of guards, just as they were receiving a call about a man in a black coat stealing the op-op fruit. I hate how appropriate that song is, James. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Of course the fruit is literally a heart. Yep. Of course. Of course it is. Barrels demanded his men get that fruit back because the deal was for five billion berries. That's a Billion lot of berries. With a B, actually. That's the highest sum of money we've ever heard about in this manga I was so far. Wow. Not to say. So, 
Oh. I mean, is that how the Elder Stars are, like, doing their thing? Did they get somebody with the op-op fruit to make them immortal? Maybe. That's a good oh. question. The, good theory. This is now, this is one of those situations I get into where I start, like, betting with myself on whether something will be an X mark. Yeah. And in this case, I'm wondering if, who were they originally going to sell the op-op fruit to? Is that an X To mark? the government. Oh, just to the government specifically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like, Sengoku uh, was conducting the deal. Oh, okay. But yeah, presumably Flamingo, the presumably like, it was going says. to go to Suru's ship here. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yes. Hmm, so that's interesting. Yeah, so consider that they were willing to pay <laughs> less than $80 million for Nico Robin's capture, but they're going to pay $5 billion for this fruit. Yeah. Hmm. I, huh. I'm, I'm one- yeah, that's more than just regular shonen inflation. <laughs> right, and obviously they were they were not going to say exactly how important Robin is to them, but that's still a significant difference in the amount. Yeah, the and and um, it makes me it makes me wonder if it's a like a Dragon Ball Z situation where like immortality <laughs> is not like it means it means more than just the word seems to mean. More than just uh, longevity, yeah, or, or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, this is this is very interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Cora trudged his way back to law and stuffed the fruit down the boy's throat before he could protest. <laughs> oh no, he protested. Throughout. <laughs> Meaning, meanwhile, <laughs> stuffed it down his throat while he protested during the protest. Uh, and then he fell to the ground, bloodied and covered in bullet wounds. <laughs> Oh, he's saying he's not ready for dark fruit powers, and then it's like the thing that breaks my heart of like you're you're just tired, right? Oh. You just gotta need a nap. A bl- a blood That'll nap. fix you up. We we go back over and over again. Uh, Oda is so good at writing children. God, <laughs> he's yeah. so good. Cora yeah. mm-hmm. told Law he just needed a little rest and asked the boy if he could do him a favor. He gave Law a little Navy messenger tube and told him to bring it to the Navy scout ship on the uh, over on the coast and hand it to the first Marine he saw because it contained information that could save a faraway kingdom called Dressrosa. Who was the first then... Marine he saw, Tyler? <laughs> yeah. Law did as he was asked, but in a cruel twist of ironic fate, the Marine that he handed the message to was none other than Virgo. God damn it. Oh. With a whole hot dog octopus on his face. Virgo oh. is the fucking poisonous mushroom of this story. <laughs> I mean, then he's got the hair to prove it. Yeah. I hate mm-hmm. his flashback haircut so much. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. It's pretty bad. I knew somebody with that haircut. Were they as bad were as they Virgo? Also bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, they were. He was actually like a really nice guy. Okay. He's okay. just like very unself-aware. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Law then begged Virgo to come and help Corazon, and when the two men spotted each other, both knew the jig was up. Yep. Cora thought to himself, of all the countless sailors in the world, it had to be him. Of all the gin joints in all the world. (laughs) (laughs) Virgo destroyed the message and attacked Cora and Law, calling in to Doflamingo that he'd found them. Dofi just so happened to be docking at the island when the call came in. So he decided to pay his brother a little visit. Oh. Uh, and I love the panel of Baby Five just dutifully carrying yeah. the, the snail phone for him. She just yeah. wants to be useful. She is so <laughs> tiny. Oh. 
honey, she's so small. Then your pink is almost unrecognizable. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, every time I see him in this flashback, I'm just like, oh, buddy. Oh, boy. You don't know what's coming for you. <laughs> this big splash also makes it clear that Diamante has truly awful posture. <laughs> like, obviously, Trevels would be bad because he's literally melting at all times. Yeah, sure. But, mm-hmm. but yeah. Diamante's head is below his... Otherwise, very straight shoulders at all times. <laughs> Maybe he's just cold. I don't know. Cora and Law managed to sneak away from Virgo while he was talking on the phone. So Doflamingo erected a birdcage over the island to ensure that Cora and Law could not escape. Oh, no. Shit. Dr. Strings. Dr. Strings. <laughs> Dr. Strings. Please, Dr. Strings. Please, please, Dr. Strings. <laughs> Can you lock it down for a minute? <laughs> no, he did. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, That's the did. problem. Cora <laughs> uh, trudged through the snow, carrying Law, thinking to himself, I'm going to die either way, but maybe I can manage to free Law. You'll remember me after I'm dead, won't you? I'll die with a smile on my face. If you ever look back on your memories of me, I want you to remember my smile. <laughs> so so at, so at this point Oda is just like actively fucking with us he builds up the, the smile as being something that's so ominous and fearful and then names an episode after, uh, names a volume after it yeah. but it actually does just mean a smile in this yeah. case and of course it's still sad and terrible and heartbreaking but like <laughs> well it's also it, funny it, at the same time because his smile is fucking whack <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, it's Coruscant. <laughs> I appreciate the, um, we first heard the name Cora, like a while, a while ago now. Yeah. And that is a, it's a, it's a feminine coded name. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of gets that the impression that, like, we knew what was coming, like we knew what we were in for with Law's story. Yeah. Uh, and of course that, that gets flipped too. Mm-hmm. Entirely. Yeah, which is great. Uh, we get more snippets of Doflamingo's childhood. Um, Boy, so do we. The top panels are a little confusing. Yeah, I was, gonna all, a- I was gonna ask about this, yeah. They're all out of order, and there's no way to, mm. like, determine that without already knowing that. Right. There's we have, there's a kid Virgo, mm-hmm. there's With a, whole baguette. a type of, there's a type of treble. <laughs> there is a type of treble. <laughs> a type, yes. Is that, is that him uh, in the last one? Yes. Treble? Yeah. yeah. I thought so. Huh. I mean, he's got the booger. Yeah, I thought, it, and the and the glasses. But, mm-hmm. but like, so what role does he actually play in this story? Right. Hmm. I mean, and he, like, who who had well, the hockey? Did Doflamingo have Conqueror's hockey? Right. We we see a time um, that I assume anyway. Doflamingo told Treble about how they had escaped the lynch mob, um, saying that everyone passed out, and Treble told him mm. that that must have been hockey. Hmm. Oh. Okay. And I mean, Treble, like, Treble is the one that Doflamingo has with him in the final battle here. Yes. And he was the one who he trusted to keep an eye on Sugar. So, mm-hmm. like, Treble seems like a big dopey idiot, but it seems like Doflamingo takes him very seriously, actually. Yeah, he's an important part of this structure. Yes. Yeah. I like uh, how creepy little Virgo looks. <laughs> he's like, as, as a kid, his you're hot like... hot dog bun on his face. This, this it's like a whole baguette. A- He's bad news, this fucking kid. 
<laughs> mm-hmm. With his and he he kind of looks like a cross between like he, he kind of reminds me of like Vector from Despicable Me. <laughs> oh yeah, God. he has uh, yeah. It, like it, his, his his sunglasses give me like imagine a dark Adam Jensen vibes. <laughs> it's it, it's like if Mandark were a hired hitman. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> oh, yeah. it, it is. That sucks. It's real though. <laughs> Get back! I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> how is how is that the most cursed thing that's been said so far in this podcast? <laughs> Even though it's well, let's see if we can top it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. We will. It's completely true. Still got a few hundred more chapters to go. Uh, we also get to see the day that Doflamingo murdered his father, holding a gun to the back of his head, telling him that he couldn't make things right and he would use his head to return to the Holy Land. And his father dies with a smile. <laughs> Boy, does he. His father's last Man. words to his two boys were, I am sorry you had me as a father. God, okay. This is so fraught. There's so much to unpack here. Okay. <laughs> fraught um, fraught is thoughts? one word for it. <laughs> <laughs> what are the thoughts I have? I Because ha- I have thoughts. Um, one, when I heard, when Doflamingo said the line, I lost my mother when I was eight and I killed my father when I was ten. Like, I kind of envisioned that as, like, oh, man, my father was a shitbag and sure, I killed right. my independence. Yeah. It's it's positioned that way, yeah. yeah. It's positioned yeah. that Whereas this shines a different light on it. Um, two. There is a, there is a shitbag, but it, <laughs> it is not <laughs> the father. There was. is a shitbag in this backstory. <laughs> it's not this, is, this is the new... Uh, it may uh, surprise you. Uh, this is the new thing you... you uh, anti robot thing to prove you're a human. <laughs> Select all of the shitbags in this picture. Um, <laughs> the the, the shitbag capture. So, the, the dad That is... sounds like the name of, like, a Brad Thor novel. <laughs> like a Tom Clancy the, thing. The dad's not a shitbag, but he is aggressively ignorant. Yes. Oh, to the point that, like... No. Yeah, he is not innocent. His own is son is just disgusted by yeah. his ignorance. Because it it put yeah. them in a really, yeah. I mean, he yeah he he well, he's... he fucked up almost incomprehensibly bad, like <laughs> oh, yeah. like so bad that I I believe that Homing was genuine, but he he was so ignorant and he fucked up so bad that it like it doesn't matter, and it yeah it takes a lot to it actually takes a lot to get me to say that. <laughs> so it, it's funny because oh, yeah. it's just like he was so privileged and he just did not understand. And a lot of people don't understand all the benefits that they have. And he's just like a he's that distilled into a very poignant, you know, part in the story. But there's a lot yeah. of people who just like they have a lot of things they don't realize. And then if you put him in somewhere totally different, switch the the scenario around a little bit, they'd find how quickly, how much they didn't realize how good they had it. You know, that's that's maybe well, yeah, the best he, word that you could use for homing is poignant. Yeah, poignant. Well, yeah, like he he didn't he knew exactly enough to be the worst amount to know. Yeah, like, <laughs> like if he had just been like a let's purchase more slaves at the market, father celestial dragon, he would have been fine. Yep, but he was like he was a little liberal <laughs> celestial dragon, but like didn't. Uh understand the implications of anything and the position he held. It's kind of like uh, um, the other thought. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. The other thought that I had that's slightly disconnected is we've talked about Doflamingo as sort of the anti-Luffy, sort of amassing this found family. Um, but when we see like how he treats his family, 
Yeah, his, like, his family like, family. His family family. And also, like, how he treats, like, his brother who he, alleged, like, I don't want to say cared about, but, like, put in a, in a high position in his enterprise mm -hmm. um, and with yeah. the in intent of having his brother die to advance his position. Like, it makes me question, like, how does he really view these people who he claims are his family? What does family mm. mean to Del Flamingo? Oh, yeah. I think mm. uh, Matt brought up a an excellent point last time um, that I kind of skimmed over uh, in how Del Flamingo referred to his brother. Or it might have been you, Theo. I, I honestly can't remember who taught, talked about it now. But as, like, contrasting it with um, uh, Sabo referring to Ace and Luffy as his precious brothers... Oh, I think that was me. Yeah, um, I wasn't Do Oh, that's right. Uh, Doflamingo referred to Rosinante as my precious blood. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. And he... Which makes it seem more like my precious, like... Something I can um, use. Oh, I can't think of the word. Like, my precious, like, object to use. Exactly. Well, spare totally. IV bag. Yeah, yeah like, he's he, like a... He's Rosinante like a... is another celestial dragon. And he's right. probably keeping him around just because of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's maybe it's like, a little bit of attachment to him. Like, but... I, I think I think there is too, but I think that to a guy like Doflamingo, those are not separate mm -hmm. yeah. impulses. With, yeah, with, no, it's with very Doflamingo, like Tridentarius kind of mixed up emotions. With Doflamingo, mm. I feel like it's, it's more akin to like sentiment attachment you would have to an object you own. Yeah, something like that. It was I, a slave trade, after all. <laughs> I kind yeah, well, and, and I, I'm sure that to Doflamingo, it's like, like yeah, this, this, this is, is the something attachment you have to, to families. Yeah, like, this is what family means, right? I, th I think, <laughs> yeah. um, oh, for oh, me... Ohana means my favorite car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to throw this away, but... Wow. It is still just an object. I, I want to give him a little more credit. Uh, it is not seeing his brother as just an object, but I do want to kind of tie into what happened with his family his family was full of like you know he cared about his mom and then he lost his mom so mm -hmm. don't care about you know things too much or you'll get disappointed uh, but it feels like he what he learned about family is family should be something that doesn't disappoint you or let you down or something you don't care mm -hmm. that much about it so you'll get your heart broken and That's so, true. oh yeah, uh, there is. So that if you trend. let me down, you ain't family. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and every member of his blood family did let him down. Oh, so yeah. I, I actually think he's really tore up inside, even though he's not displaying it. He's kind of like, oh, 100%. that was like the last little bit of that that I had. Sure, I was going to use him, but I didn't think <laughs> he would turn on me. Like, and then he's, he's very serious through this because he's like getting disappointed again he you know? he also um made pretty significant mistakes because just like seemingly just because it was rosanante yeah like he he turned a blind eye to things that a guy as to a lot of attacks from suru yeah he's from the navy like really like as a guy as like brutal and paranoid as him should not have allowed that to slide and I don't think that would have happened unless he actually did care about it. And, and he, like, he's a smart guy, so he's probably had some little suspicions, but he yeah. probably didn't want to believe his last, like, blood relative, which, yes, he was going to use and stuff, would turn against him. 
Uh, and he's probably like a personal shame for caring that makes him yeah. kind of innerly, tor- you know, torn up about this. Yeah, you yeah. can you can envision an interesting scene set in that period where like yeah. the other officers have suspicions, but Dofi keeps shutting them down, and it's like a rare out of character moment for him. Because I want to give him a like, little bit of credit; that he still feels things. He just doesn't want to. <laughs> oh yeah, he doesn't want to feel the, anything. Sure. <laughs> what I mean, what's coming up for me is seeing him sort of like um, I, I have been. I have had the misfortune of having people with like oh, I forget the name of the disorder, but like. Um, just people who like can't imagine people thinking differently from them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's called most be people. romantically interested. <laughs> well, yeah, um, but like to the point where it's a problem. Um, right? Yeah. But like, it, it seems like the kind of thing where he would be like, "Yeah, of course, we all want to get revenge. I'm the best person to get revenge. Of course, he would want to die for me. So, of course, I'm gonna set him up to die for me. Like, yeah, of, why would he not want to give his life for me to get revenge of the people that did the thing?" Yeah, like just no. That's a good point too, because like literally every other subordinate he has has told him to his face, "I will die for you." So he Mm -hmm. probably just assumes his brother's the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The um. Yeah. It's also like you also can't discount like Doflamingo was betrayed by and then betrayed the institution of the Celestial Dragons, Mm -hmm. but he never. It's not as far as I can tell. He never stopped actually like believing in that institution specifically as it applies to himself even like, though it wronged him yeah like i think that i am like supreme and the best and the blood of the gods runs in my veins or whatever and therefore i deserve everything and my entire life is about getting is about destroying the world for the crime of not giving me what i deserve which is <laughs> yeah. ev- which is everything or or, or or which is anything maybe is more mm-hmm. accurate to say yeah yeah um and so like that like he 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 seems like a guy who is kind of above it all, but in that particular way, I I don't think he is. Mm-hmm. You know, supremacy is still like a really important part of his psyche, and so like you know, going back a few stages in the conversation, like the fact that to have another select member of the family, like the blood family, another celestial dragon who didn't disappoint him. Like, I think that must have been very important to him. But there's a lot there's a lot of ways to read it, which is one of the things that makes this so interesting. Yeah. And and Oda has been putting in the work to make us think of Dofi as a person. So I want to give him that credit, too, like you're saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That he's not... It, as much as he fights it, he's still human. Like, he still has some of those feelings of uh of you know regret and shame and like all he tries to stuff it down but oda to me no. has like a yeah, nice we subtext saw it when of Monet died. Stuff. yeah yeah mm. yeah and that that's what makes him so beautiful and horrifying mm-hmm. i think oh yeah <laughs> it's like he could be anybody the only one to escape the bird cage on minion island was dre who turned tail and ran seeking refuge with the marines and this is the panel where if you look really close, you can see the scar on his chin. Yeah, where is this? I Oh, yeah, I this. see it. Oh. Oh, yeah, he's kind of lanky. Yeah. Oh. He's got that chin. Yeah, wow. Wow, that's subtle. It's very subtle. <laughs> I I suspect that in a like the next volume or two, someone in the SBS is going to point it out. But I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I, was, I, was, <laughs> I would have missed that otherwise. 
I, yeah, that's really. Why did, why did they, why did they not call him Drake? He just that's had a, a great nickname. question. <laughs> the um, it's you know, o- Oda keeps doing stuff like that, keeps showing us these like family tree connections, like going back through, the generations, mm-hmm. and but because he has made the world so huge, and there are so many characters, I I haven't it hasn't felt packed to me yet. Like it, it always feels like yeah okay it, like it yeah I, it's not because, a Skywalker thing no yeah, no it's, it's, he's it's actually cool. good at writing the thing because it's also there's space there's space right, and right. there's time and there's everything's on his advantage in, in advantage for a thing like this in two hour movie yeah. it's like okay that you just smell right like it just okay you wrote this because you just felt like it in this it's like. No, I c- it could do that. It's conceivable, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The last thing that, to my mind, is like we we talked about at the end of Punk Hazard how like Virgo as a character felt kind of out of nowhere, yeah. and and Law's relationship with him felt really awkward and and rushed. Like this is obviously where he was going with it, right? And that's a real like, you know, this is for the reread. Moment. Yeah, that's that's the trade-off. Yeah. And, uh, and like I, I have to admit, I'm not sure how I would have done it differently in mm-hmm. his place. If this was how if this was how the story if this was the order the story was to be told in, I'm not sure how I would have done it differently. I mean, sometimes you just have to take the hit. You just gotta tank the damage on that one. Yeah, yeah it's true. I for the I benefit do, of later on. I do remember yeah. constant like during the weekly reads and people be like complaining about dress rosa i i i do remember just constantly being like has oda not earned your, your the benefit of your doubt yet <laughs> yeah i Come feel on. like this i feel like that so much people are <laughs> bitching so hard about kill six billion demons right now and i'm like guys you have followed this man for five years <laughs> like to hell and back literally several times like <laughs> I, I don't understand that that mindset from from people. This also presents an interesting trajectory for Drake's life. Yeah, mm-hmm. because his father was a navy man who turned pirate, and so we see Drake taking refuge with the Marines here, and we learned in Sabaudi that he was a navy man who turned pirate. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. What all what all happened there? And we get an interesting yeah. description of his character here as well in that. Uh, tougher than anyone in a fight, but cursed with cowardice. (laughs) (laughs) Disappears just when you need him most. Uh, Korra flagged down Gladius to get the family's attention, and while Doflamingo approached, he hid Law in a treasure chest. Law was his treasure! (laughs) No! (laughs) You can't do that to me. (laughs) Again, blame Oda. He's the one doing it. (laughs) God, the visual of this scene is so fucking fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Just like the x-ray shots of Law in the chest. In pure black. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's so claustrophobic and like, just... Oh, God, yeah. Oh. And also completely silent, we find out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's got the shh sound effect. <laughs> uh, we're going to do our first reading. Oh boy. Uh, oh boy. Doflamingo, Corazon, Law, Sengoku, and we'll just toss in Buffalo because he says a line. <laughs> Good old Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo. Any takers for any of those? 
I'm happy to be somebody. What uh? So we what page are we on? This is uh, six or seven, six, seven pages, eight, and we're gonna go to seventeen. So the whole, the rest <laughs> of the chapter. Nice. <laughs> uh, I'll be somebody. I can take. Uh, I can take Dofi. Okay. Gonna reprise. Please. There's plenty. Please. Of- <laughs> I did like. I did like your version, Jay. Uh, oh, now, did you? now that I've listened to that episode, especially because of the of the framing you gave it, where you were like, like a game show, you're about to win a brand new car. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm glad. I was I was worried to do the role justice. If, but, uh, if no one wants it, I'll take Rosanante. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah, take it. Heck yeah. Theo, do you want to do Sengoku or Buffalo? Oh boy, I'll I'll do Sengoku. So, Jason, you want to do Buffalo then? Guess I'm Buffalo gal. Why don't you come out tonight? <laughs> uh, and you you, seem, you Matt, seem like a buffalo yeah. to me, Jay. <clears throat> Matt, do you mind doing law? Great. Sure. It's been half a year, Corazon. <sighs> you don't have any family? Why don't you come with me then? Navy code 10746. Naval HQ Commander Rokonante, Do Flamingo, Captain of the Don Quixote family, I infiltrated your group in order to prevent the atrocities you have planned. I'm a Navy man. I'm sorry for lying. I just didn't want you to hate me. And also, I just want to break the fourth wall for a moment. Just this, the framing of this scene is so good. It's because yeah, he's yeah. talking oh, yeah. to both Doflamingo and Law. Yep. The little gonk it's... gonk on the treasure chest. Oh, yeah. He kicks ass. <laughs> Why are you bringing that up now? I knew that ages ago. Enough of the stupid jokes. I have two questions. Answer them. Where is the op-op fruit? And where is Law? I fed the op-op fruit to Law, and I made sure he was well outside the cage. By now, he'll be under the protection of the Navy HQ scout ship. You can't have it. Young master, he's right! We picked up a Navy call saying they were sheltering a boy! Why didn't you say that earlier? We didn't think it was Law! Boy, what a coincidence. (laughs) Law's right behind me. We've got to make sure. I'll remove the birdcage. You guys prepare us to sail. If it's true, we'll sink the Navy ship and take Law back. Don't bother. Why would you go after him? Law, you're being kept alive time after time. God sends you a hand of salvation. Well, if he's already eaten the op-op fruit, I'll need to raise him so that he knows to die for my sake. You just had to go and screw everything up. Why did you come back just to mess with me, Corazon? Why must I be forced to kill my own family not once but twice? Cora? Is he really going to be alright? You know you can't shoot. You took too much after father. You said you'd be alright! Listen up, Law. When the pirates see a treasure chest, they will always take it back to the ship. It's what they do. So, as long as you stay here, you'll get a chance to escape the cage. Don't miss it. What about you? <laughs> Don't be silly. Doffy wants you and the fruit. I'm his brother, his blood. He'll be furious with me, but I'm sure he won't kill me. Oh, good. 
Now any noise you create will be silenced. Slip away, and when you can, we'll meet up in the next town. Hey, Law. I love you. <laughs> this isn't what you said would happen, Cora. You said he wouldn't kill you. Law's not going to follow your lead, Doffy. He overcame his fate that he wouldn't die within three years. He's not the same law that was out of his mind and wandered into the midst of the Mad Pirates years ago. He has nothing to gain from you. The incarnation of destruction. Just let him go! He's free! Say that one more time. Who'd you call a monster? Ah, he fell and got, a, and got caught on fire! See? Good night, sleep, wasn't it? I get it, I get it. Not yet. God live a bit longer. Once I go, the magic spell I put on you will wear off, and your voice, your sounds, will echo once again. Just walk law, real quiet, so no one notices. Keep going and going. There's nothing to tie you down anymore. Not to steal fences around the white town or your shortened lifespan. No one can place limits on you now. That's Suru's battleship. Damn! <gasps> oh, you're, you're free. Uh, uh. Uh, and the minute that Rosinante <sighs> finally dies and the spell breaks on La so that his crying can be heard again is when the cannons start to fire. Covering it up even more. Christ. Yep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the fact that every time he uses his powers, there's like a shh, yeah, like um, voice, and how it's used one last time. It's so good. This motherfucker. And then he gets covered up in snow. It's so sad. <laughs> how does he All keep right. getting away with this? <laughs> and of course, I checked, y'all. We've got an Aishderu. <laughs> what does you. that mean? That's a big one. Oh. That's, the, a, the that's big, a big, that's that's a big heart there. love you. The big love word. Aishderu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, we're going to continue reading Law and Dofi on the next chapter. Just okay. at the beginning here. Cora, the moment I become free is the moment your hopes are fulfilled. The moment I stop Doflamingo. What do you make of Monkey D. Luffy? Today, for the first time, I finally learned you were a celestial dragon. Chambers! What do you make of the D? None of this has anything to do with you. Are you trying to say that Straw Hat Luffy was guided by fate to come after one with the blood of the gods in his veins? Nonsense. I'm a D too. <laughs> that's a that's quite the face on Doflamingo. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh. laughs> yeah. What? Zabash. <laughs> what does what does he know? He yeah. is. What does he think he knows? Shooketh. Yeah. What <laughs> is going on? Well, he definitely knows about a crucial treasure in Marijoa. Yes. Which what is that? Which is somehow related to the Appa fruit. Or this... at least he thinks having immortality would give him a better shot of using it. 
Oh, is that what he was referring to? That's what he was saying. Oh, I mm. thought he was saying that he like wanted to transplant something related to that treasure onto his body. He only wanted the up-up fruit for the sake of gaining immortality. Okay. Yeah, it was a means to that specific end. Okay. Oh, wait. I bet I know what it is. Yeah. Oh? It's got to be another devil fruit, right? Because how else would you would you be able to break that two-fruit rule if you, unless unless you're you were had, an, had an immortal body? So maybe it's a really, really good devil fruit good or something. Or, or one that complements his well. Right. Has Blackbeard had the immortality operation? Well, his body is weird. Yeah. His body is strange. His body I, is weird. His body like, is odd. I feel like the time <laughs> Yeah, that was frame. the phrasing. He likes bad pie. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the time frame is for cherry that pie the key out, to immortality. But still. Yeah, probably not. Oh. Hmm. Oh, but he's been around for a while. He's like thirty-eight. <laughs> so he could have wow. he could have had somebody else do the op- op- operation on him. He's almost dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to get cooking in anime. Yeah, yeah. yeah in anime years, he's almost dead. They, he's almost, I mean, as, old, they, he's almost yeah, as old as Lao G. Have they explained? God. Uh, <laughs> G for God. <laughs> Have they explained at all God. why uh, Blackbeard can take fruits without repercussions? Is it just his black hole ability? Nope. Nope. We don't. No explanation. Okay. All I, happening. I found out recently no. that I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, it was about Vegapunk. It was that like apparently you guys still have not learned like anything. Any actual information about Vegapunk, and I uh, after not Wa- as much as I would hope. After Wano has been going on for uh, one hundred years, <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck is Wano about?" When I found out, like, what what was happening? <laughs> what are we even doing here? Yeah. Oh God. Uh, Viola gives us a helpful check-in on the major battles happening around Dressrosa. <laughs> thank you, Viola. Thank you, thank you, thank you so, for situating us. I'm so fucking lost. What a There's useful, a lot so happening. Helpful. What a useful uh, fucking character. <laughs> this is. Uh, I will say this. This is a trait I really enjoy of um, of reading One Piece and Ichiro Oda's. He does know when to take a step back and give us a map. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's he doesn't a, really get lo- get lost in his own in his own stuff. That's an important part of uh, comic book art, just in general, is reminding everyone where everyone is, wherever what everyone's doing. Spatial Absolutely. awareness, and so he has yeah, these big battles space. happening all over the place. So it's on a much bigger scale, but generally in comics, like you want at least a one panel every page or other page where you're like, this is where everyone is in the room. This is where they all are in relation to one another, and he's just doing that on a Mm -hmm. huge scale. Uh, We have Frankie versus Senor Pink at the Smile Factory. Uh, Zoro versus Pika on the Giant Colossus. Rebecca and Kiros versus Diamante in the Flower Field. Luffy and La versus Doflamingo, Treble, and Bellamy in the Palace, or on the Palace Roof. Uh, Robin, Cavendish, and Bartow versus Gladius and his goons on the Third Step. And Lao G, Dellinger, Baby Five, and Mach Vice versus the miscellaneous tournament combatants on the second step. Also, she just casually mentions here that Dellinger is a fighting fish-fishman hybrid. Yeah, yeah hey. Me. Wait, uh-huh. what? Okay, I was on board until the last word there. Because mm-hmm. fighting fish, we know about those. Fishman, yeah. we know about those. Mm-hmm. What does hybrid? hybrid mean? Well, we know about those. Her name's Chimney. Oh! Mm. 
Oh. Mm. Okay. I was mm. I was joking when I said chimney is important to the Lord. <laughs> I didn't no, mean you can't it. joke, Matt. You never, can never joke. This is one piece. You can't joke. Well, one we piece. have. To, well, now we have to ask. Mm-hmm. How, how's that toughness and recovery speed? <laughs> uh, Dellinger seems pretty tough. Yeah. Mm. Well, he's not a Zoan fruit user, and he's sure as yeah, hell not awakened. He's just so... part fish man. Yeah, he's, he's just part fish man. I I I, I say to. Well, I, I, I relate to one of my friends like the, the shit that goes down each week that we record and quite often she's like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, this is One Piece. I'm deadly serious. <laughs> One Piece is not a game. <laughs> One Piece is no laughing matter. This is not a trifle you play for kicks. No. One Piece may have jokes, but we don't joke about One Piece. No. <laughs> Uh, Law hits Doflamingo with an attack I don't fully understand called Injection Shot, where he seems to fire his sword like a gun. I think, yeah, I think he, that's just a fancy way of saying I stab you. <laughs> it makes, it looks like, uh, just it, it looks like Jet Pistol. It does. It does. I, I, I have a get theory my... on the functionality hmm. here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he, I think what he's doing is he's set up his room. And mm-hmm. you know he can he can affect anything in the room any way he wants. So if he stabs air, he can make it so the air he stabbed is actually it's inside the flamingo. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna give him an air embolism. Ooh. Oh no! Oh, that rules. <sighs> That's my theory of what's happening with, with injection shot, at least. Also, the, I think the art the art makes what's happening a little confusing mm-hmm. because the scene the big the big panel that all the attention gets drawn to law is some distance away from him yeah but immediately before that his sword is just touching him right so i think it is at the tip just a very which is what makes me think it's shooting yeah Mm. yeah it's not but it's not but but it's not like a ranged attack i don't think it's Mm. also a little reminiscent of the bruce lee's famous one inch punch Mm. (laughs) oh you know yeah yeah because you get that that those circular poof right. effects in the next panel that show me that there's some form of force that like pushing through the sword. Yeah. Yeah. Beyond like he didn't stab through him like some kind of energy or power or displacement from funneled through the sword mm-hmm. to punch through him. It's very uh, cool, whatever it is. Yeah. La tells Doflamingo, Cora knew perfectly well that having a measly name wouldn't help me beat you, but that was the catalyst. Cora was too kind-hearted to pull the trigger that day, so I've come to do that for him. In the SBS, oh. someone asks uh, Oda, is the scar on Sabo's face from when he fought me? No. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> that was not even signed. <laughs> Which makes it even better. So good. Quit repeating attacks you know aren't going to work. You're turning into one of those impetuous fools who think they can get by on guts and intensity alone. If you truly wanted to kill me, you would have seen out your plan to pit Kaido against me. There are plenty of ways to get rid of someone you can't match on your own. But you let your feelings for Corazon override it all. The instant you decided you just had to get back at me personally. 
was the instant your death was inevitable. Do you remember the message he tried to send? Corazon was trying to save Dressrosa. If you hadn't screwed up on that snowy day, these countless tragedies might never have occurred. So even you consider them to be tragedies? <laughs> very calm, very clever. You, yes, good point. Regardless of what was in that message, I would have changed my plans. Seize the throne of this kingdom anyway. Everything Corazon spent his life achieving was wasted in the end. That's for me to decide. Everything I do until the moment I die represents what Korra achieved. Oh, how sweet. It brings a tear to my eye. That's right. All the tragedies and failures and happenstance are reality. And nothing else. Plus the fact that you ate the op-hop fruit, the fact that you ran away, the fact that you lashed back at me on Punk Hazard, and the fact that you're here now. He chops Lost fucking arm off. <laughs> he severs his arm. Yeah. <laughs> With a ripcord that's on the heel of his foot. Oh. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get that the first read through. <laughs> Even the fact that you were influenced by the other D to challenge me directly is reality now. It happened. So I forgive you for it. The same way I forgave my father and brother. With death. Damn it. It's just not an execution. Let's use hot lead. Before he can fire at Law, though, a jet gatling rips through the floor below them, and the Dofi double comes flying into the sky, torn to bits, and Luffy demands that Mingo show himself. Luffy emerges from the flames! <laughs> Go going back to what we just read, I love that Law pulls a Mean Girls. <laughs> so you agree, they yeah. are tragedies. <laughs> <laughs> you know that you're doing a bad. You know you're a baddie. And just the look on his face when he says it, too. <laughs> uh, down below, Luffy continues to try and stop Bellamy's wild swinging. He calls up to Dofi to release Bellamy, and Dofi does so, surprised to see that Bellamy's even still alive. <laughs> You've gone well past my expectations, which were zero. Mm -hmm. uh, Luffy tells him to stay down while he goes to deal with Mingo, but Bellamy tells him to wait and asks if he remembers this move and he begins to bounce around the room at random, just like he did when they first fought back in Mocktown. Man, I'm surprised Doflamingo tolerated Bellamy, because Bellamy, we get a little flashback to Bellamy's origin, <laughs> and Bellamy comes in from a rich city wanting yeah. to be legit pirates, and I'm surprised Doflamingo wasn't just immediately like, oh, dang, you're like my dad, trying to be cool <laughs> like the slum folk. Yeah, I, uh, I think his favorite things in a person are usefulness and loyalness. And mm -hmm. he knows sure. Bellamy and, like, Baby Five. And at some point, Law was just, like, they weren't especially useful, but they were loyal and he could find something for them like he could use them to mm -hmm. to some kind yeah, of degree yeah he read very quickly that this guy would would do anything for him yes yeah, it's like yeah or, no, it, or that he or that he could mold him into someone who could do who would do that and even if he saw he wasn't ever going to have much potential that's just one body that he can keep some you know a seat warm for himself you know 
Yeah. Uh, Bellamy tells Luffy, Shut up. Stop feeling concerned for your enemy. I understand that I chose the wrong man to idolize and how pitiful that makes me. But I don't want to be pathetic enough to lash out at the man I chose to follow just because his answer wasn't what I wanted to hear. <laughs> if I'm going to be an idiot, I've got to see that choice through to its end. This is my final battle, Straw Hat, so indulge me. God, I, I get it. Though. I see where you're coming from. But fuck that, no. <laughs> yeah, Wait, like sunk, sunk cost fallacy. This is sunk cost fallacy. You, I mean, you this can is. Walk away. I I've taken like two really enlightening improv workshops recently, where it, <laughs> the the culmination of it was like, if you make a stupid choice that doesn't work, you can make a different choice. It's okay. The audience won't hate you. It's, he, he learned a good lesson, uh, and yeah. then took it way too far in the wrong direction. So, but uh-huh. like consider how Oda frames this against mm. the Straw Hats. Mm. Like, even last volume, Robin said any of us would die for Luffy. Yeah. They oh, say geez. the same shit that everyone says about Doflamingo on his crew. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So... But, like, but there's an acknowledgement that they're... They disagree. So, he's one of my favorite characters because I, I find him very layered. And, he and someone is saying that about Bellamy. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, Bellamy's one of my favorite guys. Um, especially, there are no joke characters in One Piece. No, no, truly. And so I think, it, I think it's a little complex. It's a, it's more like, it's not that he's refusing. He knows he's in the wrong, but he yeah. wants to see this to its end, its conclusion, and he knows that his his adventure started idolizing Doflamingo and going against Luffy. And he kind of sees this as the natural conclusion and kind of what he deserves because he's like, yeah, I know I'm wrong, but this whole thing, this was my fault. And the way it's going to play out is what I already decided how it was going to play out. And at some some level, he's punishing himself. He knows this is what he has coming for following the wrong man. So it's, it's, it's more than just acknowledging a mistake it's almost like owning up to it in a uh, masochistic way you know yeah, for sure mm-hmm. so it also uh, reminds me a little he's bit like, writ large yeah. oh my goodness it also reminds me a bit of like i so like i have ocd and i one of my big things is like picking at like the skin stuff yeah mm-hmm. and like and there'll be a moment where like okay i'm i'm making a mistake i need to stop i need uh, this is not good i need to not do this <laughs> but it's like nope i'm just gonna keep Peeling this little hangnail until it's done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, and, yeah, and and that feels like what's happening here. He is he is finishing it, even though he knows it's not going to be good for him. But I think it's mm-hmm. for me, it's like a kind of a manly thing to uh, take responsibility for your choices. Uh, it would be easy for him to just go, well, no, I'm I'm not going to do whatever. I'm I'm just going to lay down and give up or whatever. But he knows this is kind of what he has coming and he's got to see it through as a, as a, as a dude, you know, like I appreciate him as a extreme opposite view of intense loyalty in this manga. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We get to see it through both lenses because of, and and at this point, I don't even think he's loyal to Flamingo. He just, it's not about that anymore. And he's loyal to his own choice. Yeah. He's loyal to the mission, to to his decision-making. Yeah. (laughs) And, and also, like, even if Luffy forgives him and wants to let him go, he doesn't forgive himself. 
Yeah. He doesn't want to let himself go. No, he doesn't. And that's what I love about Frankie was Casey learned how to love him, forgive himself. <laughs> yeah. I hope that Bellamy gets to too. Yeah. Same. Uh, while pursuing Pika through the Colossus, Zoro runs into Orlumbus, who possesses some kind of bizarre bowling power. What the fuck is this? <laughs> real, Hell real yeah! Quick, uh, also, uh, fun little fun little uh, bomb dropped in the SBS. Monet and Sugar are sisters. Oh yeah, our sisters. Yeah. Monet and Sugar are sisters. What a power! And duo. were recruited in, from a terrible circumstance. Yes. Yeah. Where uh-huh. do we see that? I made note of them. Yeah. To the SBS. Uh, uh, at the oh, end of, I see. Uh, seven, I didn't know they were sisters. Mm-hmm. I made note of that in the SBS. I, I literally like copied that out and put it in my notes um, <laughs> at the very end of the question. It says, "Do Flamingo really seems to place a heavy focus on the environments in which people were raised." Yeah. Boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have thoughts on that eventually <laughs> and then we move on to chapter 770 the spear of elbath <laughs> the spear of elbath don flamingo is uh, quite the groomer indeed <laughs> yeah no. yeah oh boy don't get me started but he's got some natural this man talents off twitter. for it <laughs> oh he would be the master of twitter don flamingo i mean he's already there he's drill <laughs> no <laughs> Don't, don't ruin drill for me. <laughs> Orlumpus calls Don Quixote goons to attention. And yeah. they stack up like pins. And then he rolls another goon into them like the ball. Yeah. And hits a strike. And Take they a don't bite of the Linny Linny Tunes fruit. And yeah. They don't seem to understand what's happening. Yeah. So it's involuntary that on any of this is happening to them. Yeah. Which makes me assume it's a devil fruit. Yeah. Uh, he introduces himself to Zorro, saying that if they were at sea, he wouldn't hesitate to marshal the full forces of his Yanta Maria fleet for the Straw Hat's aid. <laughs> and this is my favorite dumb joke in One Piece. <laughs> because San is three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Yon is four. So mm-hmm. Santa Maria and Yanta Maria. It's one more. That's it's, how you know it's a little bit better. It's just the next to Maria. It's one more yeah. to Maria. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. Also, goddamn you, Oda, how dare you make Columbus cool? He's only, You're not allowed he's to only a little You're not, cool. It's, only ru- a little it's rude, that's, honestly. That's more than he deserves. That's probably true, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? He's not making Columbus cool. He's making Orlumbus cool. Okay. Yeah. Whose existence makes fun of Columbus. So. <laughs> Boy, true. I can't wait to visit you in Orlumbus, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> is it um, Fate Grand Order where Christopher Columbus, like, as he is, is a character, and as you level him up, he, like, turns into Satan, basically? What? <laughs> what? It sounds what? like something would be in Fate, yeah, but what? I, I think that's a thing. That's amazing. Uh, what the fuck are you talking about? I mean, I've heard weirder shit come out of it's Fate. It's the Fate Stay Night uh, mobile game. Yeah. Uh, but I know I've seen that. I'll find out what it's actually from. Uh, Pika becomes Hokage. <laughs> he does. <laughs> God damn you. His giant face emerges from a hillside and Man. begins laughing at Zoro. Naruto references all throughout this volume. I <laughs> uh, who wow. proceeds to make fun of his stupid laugh. <laughs> which is... Pika, 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 la, 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 la. It's like, it's yeah. really high-pitched. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> 
What does that possibly sound like coming out of a gigantic, like, yeah. six mini-story high stone face? I mean, it's just, imagine if Pikachu was a mountain. Can I do a <laughs> one line of Pika for fun? Pika. Sure. <laughs> you are truly a fool if you think oh knowing God. any of my power gives you a chance. <laughs> you know what's my favorite thing about Pika is when I was a kid, my friend and I used to have this like inside running joke of like, what if Tagoro from from Yu Hakusho had had just like Mickey Mouse's voice? <laughs> we would just be like, <laughs> so do you finally get the point, Yusuke? Or do I have to kill another one of your friends? Oh my god. <laughs> and we would Christ. just giggle like idiots for, for like 30 minutes. That rocks. Gorsh! And years later, Gorsh. Oda, Gorsh. Does, <laughs> Oda, does Oda the makes same it true. joke. Mm. It's like so validating. So Pika begins attacking at random with no regard for his comrades below. Uh, but Zoro doesn't mind how big Pika has made himself because it's an easier target to slice. <laughs> oh my god, wait, no, we can't skip past the Charlestone. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Sai and Baby Five are fighting nearby, though Baby Five has misinterpreted some of Sai's battle banter for romantic advances. Uh, such as, you can't break my grip for I'll never let you go. <laughs> <laughs> my blood shall seek out your heart. I want your heart. <laughs> Baby five, honey. Can you follow me at this speed? Can you follow me? I mean, Baby Five is just like every fan fiction writer though. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. I think this is one of my favorite mini arcs in all in this entire like saga. <laughs> I it's just it's a side thing, but I really like that all these side characters are getting to do so much. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's so good. It's so rich. <laughs> like I after reading this arc, I felt like I ate a whole Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not, not only a piece meal. You to, to Don Jinjo and his sons. Like, did you ever expect <laughs> like, you could that you would this. give a shit? That you would give a shit? Well, well at least well, one of no, those. No, I, I, I kind of, I already kind of did. Because they're mm-hmm. One Piece side characters. <laughs> sure. And they're all great, no matter what. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> Baby Five tells Sai to just come out and say it that he needs her already. What? <laughs> and Sai, we've established earlier, is like a violently Cinderay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Elsewhere, Hyrudin lays defeated, brought down by Mockvice's Tun Tun powers, which is basically just Miss Valentine's Kilo Kilo powers, but bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh right, I forgot about her. Oh, he yeah, he just goes Valentine. one direction where she goes to. So technically, mm-hmm. it's kind of worse, but yeah. <laughs> Again, it's but not way about, heavier. It's, it's not the fruit. It's the it's the person using it. That is, yeah, exactly. we've, we've learned that by now. I think. Is, we have learned this. Uh, the giant is disgusted with himself, having dreamed of being king of all giants one day. Miss oh, Valentine could never use the op-op fruit. No, no. <laughs> Uh, but subsequently losing the tournament, becoming a toy, and failing to repay his gratitude to God Usopp. So he decides to lay his life on the line with one final attack against Mokvice, who is careening towards him with 10,000 tons behind him. I, I hope you're still gotten some bones left to break. <laughs> <laughs> Dead men serve no purpose, but one arm should be left should be good enough. 
It's a uh, nice callback to Little Garden again. Yeah. Yeah. Dead men serve no purpose. Yeah. Oh, dang. I I forgot about that. <laughs> Taste the last of my life. Gungnir. Uh, yeah. He Jeez. unleashes a punch that he names Gungnir, the Spear of Elbath. And though he breaks his arm and one of his legs in the process, the giant manages to send Mokvice flying into the birdcage. We get several X-ray panels of the bones <laughs> above ranking. Of his bones it is a crumbling. Some Mortal Kombat shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we haven't yeah. seen this since Usopp fighting the mole woman in whenever that was. Yeah, Alabasta. Ten thousand years ago. Are you guys familiar with uh, what Gunnir comes from? It's the Spear of Odin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm probably going to get the shit stabbed out of me with that in God of War soon. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Let's date this episode. Seems very likely. <laughs> this is just uh, my speculation now, but uh, Hyrden told him to fly to the kingdom of the gods when he punched him into the sky. And I think that that might support my theory that uh, Burka was located above Elbaf. Mm. Oh. Which was uh, Enel Sky Island. Oh, 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 yeah, and that, and oh, and that was the same name as the place as the moon. Yes, yes. God, it's and, just and is One named piece... for a Scandinavian port from Viking times. God, you just mm. can't read One Piece without a hefty supply of red <laughs> string. No, <laughs> and it's is that just... why? Is that why uh, Enel and Urog are both just like? fucking huge maybe <laughs> they're just big guys how long oh my god i love reading <laughs> i love reading stuff like this yeah <laughs> the, the, the kind of thing that makes you think like however cool it it feels to read it that cannot possibly compare to how cool it must feel to finally pull the trigger on it for, a, for, a, for an author <laughs> Yeah, no who, kidding. Who is as disciplined as this? Oh yeah. Who who will sit on something like this for years? Um, One Piece. I really like the cutaway, far distant panel of uh, Magvice <laughs> hitting the bird cage. <laughs> it's actually kind of gruesome because uh, he definitely yeah, gets cut up into gruesome. fucking bits. It, the, the sound it makes. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. we get a panel beforehand that says he'll be Deshuk. sliced to bits. Well, you know how, and like, then a panel that says the shook it, it's hard to tell when characters <laughs> die because they show up later in one piece i actually feel like maybe he died here like maybe because that that's well we see his body later at least does he ever get up again well we see the we'll, yeah, we see the part up. of his body in frame yeah <laughs> at the very least also remember- is he still is he still going up because that's the thing too like in that <laughs> panel if he's still <laughs> flying upwards that means he got cut in whatever pieces are just <laughs> flying straight up still. <laughs> Jesus. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's a contrast to the, the extreme close-up that we got of the bones breaking. Indeed. <laughs> Almost like Oda didn't want us to see that one. Do you remember when um Charlie and Grandpa Joe were about to bump into the ceiling fan? Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Anyway. When Charlie and Grandpa Joe were feeling the spear of Elbath. <laughs> I mean, like that. You that, stole the spear of Elbath. I mean, that, that basically. What day to you? That, that's, you re- that's not that far off from stuff that happens in Great Glass Elevator. Come on. You ran into the top of the birdcage, which now has to be washed <laughs> and sterilized, so you get nothing. 
You lose! Good day, sir! Uh, the next one to offer Zoro help is Elizabello, who explains the king punch to him, but Zoro tells him to just hang on to that heirloom for now. <laughs> no thanks. It's cool. And Elizabello. <laughs> Elizabello, the real real trooper, this guy, just, just takes it in stride, just like, all right. Mm. All right. <laughs> you got it, brother. Hey, he hops away. And then <laughs> we move on. Uh, we to move on to fucking, this bullshit. To fucking loud G. Oh. Just like, oh, man, this is so amazing. Like, it's so much of, like, just a gag manga combined with, like, really intense... <laughs> I don't fantasy, know how to feel about Look, that's his back. Pain, that's his back pain stance. <laughs> yeah, and Lauji battles Don Chinjao with the power of old age. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, one of and one of my quotes was "Immortal warriors joint pain." That's <laughs> <laughs> very good. I live that shit every day of my life. Yep. And the running gag of them like not paying atten- attention to each other is also so good. Just like two old men just going like, "What?" Uh, that was not i feel weird about it just because like i don't think that that had been shown from either of them before this point Mm -hmm. that they have like that they're like hard of hearing or whatever i think we heard it from loud g at least yeah loud g's been a constant of like the joke is he's really old i think it's more that chin Zhao is single-minded that is true too he he really only cares about his like his son and what his son's doing yeah uh, Chin Zhao isn't even paying attention to Lao Ji, instead voicing his opposition to Sai's marriage to Baby Five, uh, for he is already betrothed to Uklisha, daughter of the Nihosui chieftain. Not Uklisha. Oh no. Uh, Sai tries in vain to convince everyone present that he is not marrying Baby Five. <laughs> and then Lao Ji dies of old age. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> This is like the fucking fight with the with the end for Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. He just waited out. His spirit literally starts to leave his body. <laughs> but he maybe... just reached the natural end of his life. <laughs> uh, Baby Five calls out to Lao Ji not to die, and because his hearing is so bad, his spirit pops back into its body to ask her to speak up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> God fucking damn it. Such a funny bit. <laughs> and I love the little panel of Baby Five adjusting size collar for us. Yes. Stop it. You're not oh my, my wife. God. Stop it. I'm, I'm trying uh, to fight you. Yeah. Baby Five asks again uh, what Sai would have her do. And laughing at how ridiculous her question is, Sai tells her, How about this? Die for me. Oh dear. So Baby Five says, okay, she- I'll gladly die for you, as long as it'll help. She said, yes and, motherfucker. <laughs> she she gives us a panel from a completely different movie. Yeah. The, the scene, mm-hmm. like the image of her holding the gun to her own head, which is already chilling enough. Like it's just, yeah. it's made subtly worse by the gun being part of her body. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's, it's practically like a salute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's like it's just as like somebody who is like does improv and is like venturing ha- tepidly into sketch. Like this is so well written. Like we've seen Baby Five. Like her joke is like, yes, she'll do anything as long as she feels like she can be useful. And this is taken to the the highest extreme, as high as yes. it can go. Yeah, yes. The ultimate conclusion of that bit. 
Sai freaks out and tries to take back what he said, but Baby Five assures him, if there's one thing that makes me happy, it's helping others. Uh, Chin Chao yells at his grandson to just let his enemy kill herself if she wants to. <laughs> and we get a brief flashback of Baby Five's life as a child. Uh, she uh, says, what bliss to serve a purpose even in death. Uh, she grew up in a desolate, impoverished nation. And the other villagers that she lived with asked her mother why she even had the child at all, saying it won't be of help for years, and it eats plenty. So her mother abandoned her in the mountains, telling her, stay here, don't follow. You're no use around here. You're unwanted, unneeded. Even you, Mama? Even you don't need me? But now I am needed. I wonder why she's called Baby Five. Oh, uh, Jesus fucking Christ! Fuck. No! Stop letting go! Fuck me! <laughs> Not important enough to get a fucking name. In the present, with a look of peace on her face, Baby Five prepares to fire, knowing, but now I am needed. Sai leaps in to interfere, and Chin Zhao attacks his grandson with his drill dragon nail. Furious that he would show mercy to an enemy like this. See, yeah. ice-splitting headbutt! Sai uses his heel drop to defend himself, and manages to snap his grandfather's pointy skull sideways, leaving it permanently bent. Oof. <laughs> this man has had enough head trauma for this one day. This man has had such a day. <laughs> His As a reminder, brain. this is all in a single day. And Sai lets us know a lot about who he is in a very short span yes. of time. He is a very savvy man. Baby Five says, but I was trying to help you. And he says, and I guess you've been living in a place where no one forced you to stop doing that. God, yeah, I wanted to make note of that, too. Thank you for making note of it. And now I get to uh, finally say that Sai's one of my favorite characters in One Piece. Sai is so cool. Yeah. And, like, and so easily, like, points out the flaws in, like, Doflamingo's found family paradise. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You're an absolutely irreplaceable, inseparable part of this polycule. <laughs> As long as you're useful. Yeah. yeah, as long as you do what we want and not any sort of self-actualization on your own behalf. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chin Zhao, rather than grow furious at his broken forehead, weeps with pride for his grandson, deeming him now strong enough to inherit the role of Haposui chief. And he bestows his grandson's leg with the new title of Drill Dragon Nail. <laughs> Whoa! He, 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 could, he could probably still do that... that headbutt thing. You just gotta come at it from the side. This answers some of our questions about how the whole ice horde thing works before. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like it was not quite built up to quite mm-hmm. right, but it's a very, very minor quibble. This moment owns. I mean, it doesn't uh, need to be built up because part of the joke of it, why it's so joyful is because it's like such a minor thing that we don't care about, but it's happening. But yeah. it's important to them. <laughs> and, Oda, yes. and Oda is going to fucking make us care about it. <laughs> in like in one chapter. <laughs> Chin Zhao uh, also nullifies Sai's betrothal, telling him that he can marry whomever he wishes. Because he's in charge now. Lao Ji interrupts this touching family moment by plowing into Chin Zhao's chest. 
and turns Loud into and turns into Master Roshi. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he demonstrates his true power, Battle Insurance Fist, a technique he explains builds up young muscle and stores it away to counteract illness, injury, and old age. He, and he gets he gets Roshi buff. He feels <laughs> like a, he sounds like a Baki the Grappler character. <laughs> like this is exactly that does sound the, like yeah. This is it. exactly the kind of thing that Baki would try to pass off as just like well, this is just pseudoscience. Like it's just a it's just a really good martial arts. He's just yeah, this really is just a good rare martial arts. Only like two people in the world can master it. Yeah, it's it just, reminds me of Life Return. Oh, it does. True. Yeah. He he literally paid into life insurance while he was young, yeah. so he'd have it as an old man to use later. It's the most old man Quite literally. you could you could possibly have. It's He's the truly... retire it's the retiree martial arts style. Yeah. But also he makes it sound like he like put muscles in his basement freezer to use <laughs> yeah. later. Yeah. The true martial arts. You know, like also, saving he, keeps his, he keeps his money under his mattress. And, and, he, and he buries and the, his gold. Yeah, <laughs> and the sound effect uh, when he is doing this is buff. <laughs> Three exclamation I mean, points. Listen, that's the sound effect that happens whenever I walk into a room. <laughs> <laughs> and my shoulders are too wide for the door, so I just burst through them. <laughs> Uh, Laoji tells Sai, you cannot have baby five, Kano Kingdom monkey. She would give her life up if if someone needed it. Have you ever seen another woman this useful? God. Sai <laughs> decides that if he wins this fight, he will take baby five as his wife after all. Mm. He cracks Laoji in the forehead with his newly deemed drill dragon nail heel drop and sends him plummeting underground. Kaboom! He says, I can fix her! <laughs> He's gonna I'm try. ready to get into a project right now. <laughs> you filthy gorilla with a G! <laughs> Call me Don! <laughs> the narrator announces to us, second step, two officers fall. Lao G into a crevice, baby five in love. <laughs> so fucking good. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? I'm I'm okay with this. I, I think too. like I, I, I actually might... genuinely wanna read this manga of like her <laughs> learning to like value herself regardless of her usefulness to others and also falling in love with with this guy. With this dude. Come to think I of it, separately. it works it works too because the hop the, the Chin Jiao's were literally a family. Which mm-hmm. I guess and and yeah, like they you know they had their like weird dynamic, but they did like genuinely care about one another. It's pretty clear. So so like you have a situation here where like a real family, no, I'm not even gonna say that a blood family mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> has a like a healthier conception of relationships than a found family, but One Piece has earned the ability to to do that without undermining its larger message. Because Absolutely. we have the straw yeah. hats and everything else in the manga. <laughs> yeah. And we've gotten to the point where, like, I can just say, like, one of my thoughts about, like, Doflamingo's found family, like, one of the things that came to mind was, like, Tiger King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, oh, and, God, yeah. And, like, the... How the main guy in that was, like, he, like, found... This other guy, like, in this vulnerable position was like, oh, yeah, why don't you come hang out with me and also be gay? And and essentially, like, 
I don't know, just like found people in a vulnerable position and, oh, yeah. and used that position of power to bend them to as well. And it's such a thin line between doing that and like genuinely helping someone. Which is why I appreciate that Oda does show both. Yeah, yeah it's it's, it's interesting yeah. because usually, you know, found family is a good thing. And uh, it's kind of like in stories, I always loved it when you have a bunch of like misfits, people who didn't fit in society. And then someone mm-hmm. said, hey, you can fit in with us and we can be a family. And then, you know, sometimes that is used even in a bad way, but even still turns out good. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, you guys aren't going to know what I'm talking about, but like final fight, I feel like that's the kind of case with the Mad Gear gang. It's a it's a gang <laughs> of bad guys. They're just gangsters. I love them. And um, they're a bunch of outcasts. They're like a bunch of weirdos. They're like people who just don't fit in. And then even after they've been used and the, the gang's been dissolved, they still like the ones that connected with one another within the gang, they kind of still hang out after that they still like rely on one another even though they're not part of the big thing anymore you know yeah it's kind of almost like escaping a cult together sort of thing yeah yeah (laughs) yeah Um, i mean and that was one of the things i was gonna say because that's a hundred percent how cults operate yeah right it's like oh Mm -hmm. your your socially predetermined family isn't working for you come hang out with this cult Mm -hmm. yeah we're gonna love bonnie yeah but I, I also um, want to say it, it can happen in a good way, too. Absolutely. Um, I, I liked it in the yeah. film of, uh, what's it called? Ed Wood. Uh, mm. Did you get, any guys watch Ed Wood? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was okay. this, like, terrible film writer. But, like, he had a way of appreciating everyone around him uh, to, that would help him make films. And then, like, they would build, make things together. And he genuinely cared about them, even though his films were terrible. Um, <laughs> he had like a little found weird family of weirdos and outcasts and people who were popular and have, have now Hollywood doesn't want them anymore because they don't make <laughs> anyone any money. Um, I don't know. So I, I, it's like two sides of a coin, you know, it can be used for good mm-hmm. or evil. Um, the found family kind of thing. Yeah. I, Oda showing it like this shows a tremendous maturity mm-hmm. like a, a really mature you know grasp of the the concept um mm-hmm. and uh and yeah i mean yeah this the the, the don quixote family basically is a cult like in every <laughs> in every useful way literally he's trying to get people to die for him like, yeah i i also think it's kind of interesting yeah um like or go ahead sorry i, I was just say like luffy's out here trying to help Zoro achieve his dreams. I don't I don't think Don Quixote is helping Laoji achieve his dreams. <laughs> no, no, he did all 100%. this on his own. Well, Laoji's there for, <laughs> for a reason. Like, he, Laoji, I don't know what Laoji's, like, why he's into it, but he definitely <laughs> is, like, he's old enough and smart enough to know what he's doing. He's got a reason for mm-hmm. wanting to work with him. Um, I don't know really what wonder about is. Senor Pink. <laughs> yeah, but I like, um... What's what's uh, the Don's name? Like Jinjiao? Sai or Sai? Uh, yeah. So I kind of I kind of yeah, like the monkey one is Sai. That Sai. Is I like I like that Sai and Baby Five end up together because yeah. um, Baby Five needs someone to get help get past that. You are more than just 
someone to be useful. Like the, she yeah. feels her way yeah. for like real reasons, and he's and it's, kind of the person <laughs> to be like, no, you gotta stop doing that. And I actually think she's teaching him a little bit about tenderness because he's going in this as like a full hot blooded warrior. He's there to win. And in the middle of the battlefield, he's feeling compassion for his enemy. He's learning. Yeah. It's not all about just winning fights. It's not about, about just being strong. Mm -hmm. It's good to have compassion for even someone who opposes you. And so even he's learning from her. And I think that's a good yeah. match yeah, the battle is when they learn the... from one another to get to mm -hmm. be better. It, it exposes his humanity. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's also so fun that this is the result of characterization that was established earlier on. Yeah. And that <laughs> Sai can't fucking stand people <laughs> like helping him out. He's like, don't. Right. <laughs> you know, no, like. Don't ask for it. Don't ask me for shit. The the very first thing that we saw was him sheepishly thanking Luffy, and then like telling him never fucking thank me again, <laughs> yeah. which means which means that he will never enable her. Yeah. Exactly. This oh, he's we not have the kind of person this who would want to her talking about these fucking characters. These two. <laughs> we need to we need to move on. <laughs> we need to get going. They're so good though. They Give are. me all of their fan fiction. They actually yeah. are. I'm gonna look that up. I At the flower field, uh, <laughs> Kiros is yeah. struggling to battle Diamante, <laughs> who has caused the ground to undulate with his flag powers and continues to target Rebecca, keeping Kiros on the defensive. That's a badass power. Uh, Rebecca offers to fight alongside her father, but he tells her that teaching her to fight has been a source of regret and shame for him. And now that he is human once more, he will ensure that she never has to swing a sword again. I mean, like, I get I it, but this. also let women fight, though. Yeah, yeah I, I, I hate this. I, I get it. I'm a little disappointed by this direction. Mm -hmm. It would have been nice to have the, the father-daughter battle together. Uh-huh. It, it would have been yeah. so cool. I it's, 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 it's true to Kiros, though, so. Yeah. yeah. I, and, and it's... Because it, he it's, thinks that battle is a dirty, terrible thing, and his daughter is so pure. Right, exactly. Well, I this, don't... This, in yeah, this case, it's yeah. not her. Well, I, I think he's. How, uh, I think he's wrong. He's wrong, but also just, uh, you know, he's a dad. Why would you want your children have to to fight for countries and stuff like that? You'd want them to have a happy oh, life. Oh yeah, no, it's it's, it's completely legit. So he like he it's loves just, his daughter, yeah. but he's not quite understanding that she has a right to fight for her own ideals and stuff. Even though it's, he wants to protect also, her, and also. Yeah, and this writing, I mean, I'm not one to speak, but I feel like this writing also compacts with, like, like gender expectations, oh, too. Oh, 100%. It, it, the way it's directed, it, it just doesn't couch together well, no. although I know what they're going for. Women should be pure and not sullied by the sword. Well, I, well it not. is consistent well, I with Kiros's characterization in that he does consider, like, his his hands are are permanently stained. Like, that's why he was wearing yeah. the yeah. I, I, And he doesn't I want give, that for yeah. Rebecca. Yeah, I want to give Oda yeah. credit in saying that's not his message, but this is how this character legitimately feels after all he's been through. Right, exactly. And that, sure. I, yeah. It's consistent yeah. to who Kiros is. I just personally don't like it. <laughs> yeah, he's wrong. Yeah. He's wrong, I, I wrong but I can understand that. where he's coming from. But he's... Mm -hmm. Yeah. If, if, like, Tashigi had had more to do... It would have felt more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, for it's sure. The fact that it's, yeah, it's, this isn't the first instance of it. Yeah. 
and and it's definitely like like I get it your like dad wants to protect his daughter and do all this stuff but like if if he doesn't want her sullied by like by battle fucking too late my dude <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah like let her fight is, for her country my dude it is also and, like worth mentioning Diamante did kill his wife oh sure right but also like he killed Rebecca's mother yeah yeah, yeah let so her let avenge her, her blood and, and him telling her not to fight is like she says is holding him back mm-hmm. and like it's holding everybody involved and, like Jesus if he if he dies if he died protecting her because he wouldn't allow her to fight right like Jesus this child needs enough therapy already (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. honestly and it would just also just be nice for Rebecca to have the catharsis of like avenging her her mom yeah Yeah, let's let girls have vengeance that was that was that was built up to so much yeah like it's Let girls murder their mother's killer in a flower field. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> it's not that much to ask for. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the problem here is that too many people have have a, a right to to claim Diamante's head. I've I've been in this I've been in that position as a writer. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, I you're gonna say like personal. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah. Just last yeah. week, in fact, yeah, there's yeah, people yeah. everywhere that want to kill me to avenge. <laughs> crimes that I've committed against them. Dig on it, Dave. uh, Cabbage and Bardo are also struggling to battle Gladius, who is also causing the ground to undulate and swell with his rupture powers, eventually causing the boils to pop with great force. I don't Uh, like it when you call them boils. What else would I call them? (laughs) I don't know. They're bubbles of stone. At least call them like boilders. (laughs) No, don't do that. No. Uh, thankfully, Bubbles, everyone. Spheres. Thankfully, everyone is completely safe behind Bartos' barrier, which he graciously allows Cavendish into eventually at <laughs> In the last minute. <laughs> this is a ship I'm here for. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robin rushes to. Uh, actually, now that you say that, uh, interesting that it's the blonde one and the green one. Oh, oh my interesting goodness. Interesting indeed. Mm. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Mr. Oda, do you have a type? <laughs> Mr. Oda? <laughs> you like Krabby Days, don't you, Oda? Robin rushes to go and help Rebecca, climbing a staircase made of her own legs. Jesus. Oh, she's so cool! <laughs> she's uh, uh, very gross. cool, I love unfortunately. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, contrast with Rob, um, Rebecca. Robin gets to be very cool in this volume. She does. Uh, Gladius fires a shot at Robin, but Bartow quickly puts his barrier over her. She gives him a wink in thanks, and his confidence begins to explode. <laughs> Did this was mean, almost my quote. Did that mean, nice job, Rooster, I might just make you my slave after all? Nah, nah, don't be too greedy now, Bartolomeo. <laughs> oh my god. Buddy, he's so self-aware, I he, love him. It's true, yeah. He's <laughs> like, uh, he knows what he wants, and he knows it's jush. too much, and he holds back. <laughs> he, he, thinks to, he thinks to Robin, a wink from you is enough to make any man risk his life. <laughs> He's ready for a multi-armed Dami Mommy and I support <laughs> Oh, oh God. Uh, oh, 
<laughs> there's not very much uh, there's not very much baby five sigh on uh, our AO3 but let's check out Cavendish tries to attack Gladius but they are both swept up in a bulldozer of Barto's barrier because he's just charging forward bursting with pride buddy only two <clears throat> works oh no what what Wait on it, fandom. Wait, wait. You've had years. Wait, hold on a second. The second one, the second one, is just a series of drabbles about Barto, Robin, and Kid Diaz Drake in a school AU. Uh, I'll put it in the garbage. No, thank you. (laughs) And it's only a thousand words. Dellinger arrives to offer Gladius a hand, but is stopped by Adeo who reveals that he is, in fact, a long arm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Deo, who gives him his hand? <laughs> and his forearm, and his back arm, and his shoulder, <laughs> and his second shoulder. Uh, Dellinger tells him, I already put one hole in your stomach. I would have let you go if you'd just played dead or something. What purpose could you possibly serve by getting up? And Adeo replies, I can at least buy some time to keep you from interfering while Straw Hat beats Doflamingo. We're all in this together, kid. There's no such thing as a solitary victory. Everyone's just having their moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I love, love that. Dellinger is so scary. I fucking love Dellinger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dellinger stops playing around. He's not right. Um, <laughs> I love. I, no, he's not. I, he turns into like right. a into like a worthy kid's yeah. character. I, I love oh, how I, I I love how he enters this scene where there's just this fucking apocalypse unfolding with. Barto fighting Gladius. He's just looking over. I was like, "What you doing, Gladius? <laughs> what you doing?" It's like the, that little girl in Phineas and Ferb. Yes, exactly. Uh, Dellinger stops playing around, cracking out a fresh set of fighting fish fangs and taking a huge chomp out of Adeo. Uh, he turns his attention back to Gladius, who immediately warns him to stay away. But it's too late because Dellinger is cut down by a freshly awakened Hakuba. Oh, right. He exists. <laughs> he exists and is a problem. Yes. I, lo- I love Oda for, for introdu- like establishing Dillinger as like a heavy-hitting threat. Like, he went out, he spent so long establishing like the dangers <laughs> he's of fighting He's taking out people fish, left and right. And he's a fighting fish man. And, yeah. <laughs> just, oop, there he's, he's gone. <laughs> Boom. Oop. So good. Such a jobber. <laughs> it's a high quality job though. Yeah. Hakuba continues to hack and slash at random, trying to get to Barto, but failing to break his barrier. Instead, he turns his attention to Robin, but she stops him as well, catching him and subduing him with several additional arms. <laughs> Robin is not impressed, oh. including some oh, big ones. This panel, this is one of my favorite panels in the entire series <laughs> so far. Why, your face looks so wicked now. Did you want something, Kevin? <laughs> Can I fucking help you? I'm busy. You good, bud? You good? Are you good? I will let you go if you're good. Uh, amazingly, Cavendish seems to regain control of his body, shouting that he never authorized Hakuba to show his face. So it's apparently something he's aware of. Yeah, that's an interesting wrinkle. Which yeah. we didn't quite yeah. know before. Uh, it seemed like they were only <laughs> separate entities. Yeah, usually when you get right. like something like this, like Zenitsu from from Demon Slayer, like 
They're not usually aware of what they're doing while they're asleep. Uh, a battle of wills begins to ensue, with Hakuba and Cavendish both struggling for control over their shared body, uh, eventually resulting in a half-and-a-half half split face of Hakuba and Cavendish at the same time. Oh, no. Bardo crying oh. out, Whoa, he's doing a half-and-half half thing! <laughs> He must be a Malkavian. Oh my goodness! <laughs> he must have really liked those scenes from Lord of the Rings. We have, uh, we have. Well, now we have both the Joker and Two Face in the same. Oh no! Same oh man! Oh my god! Oh my gosh! He did a Two Face. Uh, <laughs> Who's Batman? When this happens, Cavendish developed double irised eyes, just like Mihawk has. Oh, he's gone berserk. Oh, oh yeah. Hmm. yeah. And this only happens when they're split-faced. It's true. Huh. Wait, didn't... didn't mm. um, because um, Hakuba doesn't Dellinger do that otherwise. also? Uh, when he goes berserk? Yeah. It's not quite the same, but it's similar. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Huh. While everyone was distracted by this interaction, uh, Gladius prepared a trap to kill Robin and Cavendish by oh, swelling man. the side of the flower hill uh, close to bursting. Come on, Gladius. Cut it out. <laughs> Knowing the only way to stop it from popping is to knock out Gladius, Barto attacks. But Gladius reveals another trick up his sleeve. His spiky hair is actually poisonous quills, like Man, a pufferfish. Oh, that's weird. Come on. Cut it out. <laughs> that's a weird also, move. Also, <laughs> knock he, it off. He swells himself up like a pufferfish. <laughs> he don't get big. Oh, he, d- he does, oh, he does no. a cell. cell. Yeah. Yeah, he does a sell. Oh, no. Dave, can I get a ruling? Um, is this the right way to get big? Right way or wrong way? <laughs> I'm gonna say this is a pretty, pretty okay, pretty solid way to get big. Okay, back. all right. <laughs> it's not great, but it's it's fair. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a trade off here. It's an it's effective a... way to get big. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hand it to you. You getting... did get big. <laughs> getting big, getting big in a midway. <laughs> <laughs> midway. He explains, I am a full-body rupture man. If you aggravate my body, I will burst and send thousands more of those poisonous quills at the two above us. Barto racks his brain for what to do, and can only think of one plan that'll keep Robin safe. And I guess Cavendish. <laughs> Subsequently. Uh, he, cre- <laughs> he creates a barrier that surrounds himself and Gladius together, and then he stabs a knife into what he thinks is probably Gla- uh, Gladius's neck. <laughs> causing him to explode like a balloon. I mean, it's but a reasonable a doctor, assumption. So he, he did <laughs> the, his best. Uh, Barto takes the full force of this explosion. It ruins his coat. <laughs> you hate to see it. Uh, unfortunately, he missed the killing blow because uh, he only hit Gladius in the shoulder, not the neck. They were the Damn same it. thing. This is this is the point where <laughs> I do a side eye at the GM. <laughs> yeah, come on. No, you rolled a seven, not an eight. Ah! <laughs> uh, with the hill still threatening to explode imminently, Cavendish convinces Robin to let him go so that he can utilize Hakuba's speed to save them both. They leap to safety, and Hakuba does try to stab at Robin, but Cavendish catches his own sword with his other hand to stop him. Jeez. Mm. Oof. Uh, when they finally reach the top of the hill, Cavendish passes out. And while Gladius rages about them escaping, Bartolomeo sneaks up on him for one final attack. Barrier, barrier, pistol! 
just a pistol like holy, Luffy. Holy Not shit. Goofy. That's, That's a different, different people. It's a different AU. <laughs> uh, Dave, can you read Bardo? Oh. Homage, holy fist! Mr. Luffy, I might not be that much for now, but I'm gonna learn to be way stronger. And one day, I'm gonna be worthy of helping you, Barrier Barrier Pistol! Boof! <laughs> Just clocks into the back of the uh, head. That's a universal overhead. You gotta block that shit cracks Gladius's head like an egg. <laughs> What a good moment for him. Yeah, this yeah. owns. <laughs> and then he vows to never team up with Cabbage ever again. <laughs> up at the Flower Hill, Diamante targets Rebecca again, but Robin arrives to the rescue. And she can and just... another power. She can just burst yeah. her hands out of thin air now, I Not guess. Not fully certain what's happening here, ain't, but... Ain't give a damn. <laughs> She's she's making an entrance is what's yeah. happening here. She's doing that. <laughs> she's doing a Sailor Moon intro speech. The butterfly flower that brushes off the elements. It's, Robin has arrived. And she's doing that thing where you put your hands together and make them flutter to make them look like birds flying. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> the SBS is a, a wonderful throwback. Uh, Odo is asked... Like, what is the limit of Barco's barrier ability? How many Barry Barrys can he do? And Oda says oh, it's no. a Oda says it's a very good question. Mm-hmm. There is a limit. I love. I just. I like how like serious he is right off target. Don't ask Oda that's, to do math. That's a very good question. No. There is a limit to how much surface area and how many barriers he can deploy at once. He can only create one barrier at a time, and its maximum surface is fifty thousand Barry Barrys. That's incredible. One berry berry is equivalent to 100 bory berry berries, which means his defense is as much as 500 pickle pory pory berry berries. <laughs> Thank you. And the qu- that, that clears it right yep. up. Yep. And the question was sent in by Hoikel Jackson. <laughs> I didn't catch that. I'm like, <laughs> which is actually one of the best jokes at all. From the piece. back alleys. From the back alleys. <laughs> Just beat it. Just, yeah. <laughs> Whenever. <laughs> This this makes me like really think back to like if anybody watches Death Battle and they just like measure everything in terms of like how much damage in TNT it does. Right. <laughs> That's six step tuples of. <laughs> uh, around Dressrosa, Don Quixote goons begin collecting the knocked out bodies of the officer agents. Meanwhile, Leo and Cub rush to the palace to rescue Mancherry. Mancherry. <laughs> And we finally get a proper introduction to the Tantata princess while Giola chews her out. She's so sweet. I cannot do anything anymore. <laughs> let me go back. Let me go back Please home. Please let to me Queen go bit. home to Queen Bit. <laughs> to which Giola's response is silence. Who are you calling Boa Hancock? <laughs> like, Giola has problems. <laughs> and I'm honestly, yeah. I'm, I'm honestly not even sure what they are anymore. <laughs> I, I, Confidence isn't one of them. No, <laughs> I think she's just having a breakdown over the course of this whole scene. I think. <laughs> oh, honey. Oh dear. Uh, evidently, Mansherry possesses the heal heal fruit, allowing her to revive and revitalize anyone with her healing tears. But now she knows the truth. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Giola attempts to totally flip the tables on the battle by reviving all the knocked out officers at once. She proceeds to literally wring tears out from Mancherry and casts them out over Laoji, Dellinger, Mockvice, and Sugar. I mean, but before the tears touch any of them, I don't want to any bad people anymore. <laughs> Too bad. Oh, that's, that's very painful. <laughs> Help oh me, Will. Why am I? Why am I suddenly hearing it as the the, the elephant character from uh, Adventure Time? Oh, Tree Trunks. <laughs> oh. Tree Trunks. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. She's just gonna bake a little apple pie. <laughs> you just wait, little Will, and I'll bake you an apple pie. <laughs> and I'll cry over all your fallen warriors. This episode is also degenerating, much like <laughs> Before the tears touch any of the officers, Leo and Cub arrive, knocking all of their bodies out of the way. Boom! And the tears fall pitifully to the floor. No! They just fall through universes to the Pokemon, the first movie. Yeah, yeah I, wrote, I wrote down basically the same thing. Yeah. I'm a big fan uh, of uh, Joel going, What? Yeah, that was one of my quotes. <laughs> Giola what? Giola has a very good typing quirk. <laughs> Thanks to Leo's swift work, all of the knocked out bodies get sewn to Giola, and he pulls them taut with an attack called Hot Couture Patchwork. Very good moment. Leo uh, owns. Yeah. Holy shit, Man, dude. Man, Leo kicks ass. Let Leo team up with Mr. Tubon Clay. Oh, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can Leo join the crew? Can we have, like, a ship's tailor? <laughs> yeah. Oh, please. Nami needs some shirts. <laughs> Not Nami needs a shirt. Any shirt. One shirt. The rain. Uh, One shirt Be for careful Nami. what you guys wish for. Remember what he did to people oh, when, no. when we first met him. Uh, we learned that every bad thing Leo has said about Mansherry, such as her selfishness and fickleness, can all be attributed to his misreading of her constant flirting with him. This sequence is very good. It's and so only good. he can't see it. It's so good. Uh, oh no, it's the princess's selfishness. <laughs> Please, Leo. Also, uh, he catches her as she falls from Giola's hands, and his first question is if she gained weight. <laughs> Leo. Leo. No the tact. first thing he says when he sees her again. Le- Leo Come has, on, buddy. Leo has no tact. <laughs> I guess I feel like if you're this badass, you Bodies change, Leo. Yeah. <laughs> Back at the Smile Factory, Frankie and Senor Pink keep trading blows with one another, both of them refusing to avoid each other's attacks. The Tantadas wonder why Frankie won't dodge uh, the easily avoidable suplex, and he explains to them (laughs) that because Senor Pink is a real man's man, he's decided to take everything he's got and still win. That's what my strong style means. (laughs) Senor Pink takes him up on that offer, declaring he's got one move left in him. He grabs Frankie and swims him to the top of a nearby tower for one final suplex, the Meow Meow Suplex Baby Buster. (laughs) I love that, like, the cat theme is just all him. It's nothing to do with his backstory. That's true. I just like cats. I just like cats. Some, Some men like cats. Uh, he specifically targets Frankie's back with the landing, knowing it to be his weak spot. 
But Frankie still stands up anyway, and Senor Pink admits his loss. Ugh. He's got a cool Terminator face. Kind of the Zoro pose almost. Mm. I love love his quotes of like, it's a mean looking sky today. If I could just keep flying, I could see Russian again. But it's too bad I got gravity to deal with. (laughs) He's just like expositioning in the midst of suplex. And Frankie Frankie loves emotional stories. So you know he's 100% into this whole business. Oh, completely. And he, anyway, so then Frankie beats this man to within an inch of his life. <laughs> yeah, he pummels him with a flurry of blows. He calls Frankie Iron Boxing. Jesus. And Senor Pink stands there, arms folded, taking every single punch. This is about as hard as we have ever seen anyone get hit in this <laughs> manga. Like, goddamn, Senor Pink. This is, uh, this is when I play Yu-Gi-Oh! And, like, rather than surrendering, like, 90% of people who play Yu-Gi-Oh!, I'll just, like, end my turn and, like, go ahead. Take me out. This is when you wear your shirt that the back of it says, don't cry. Let's baby. Let's baby. Let's baby. baby. Uh, We're going to read Frankie, Senor Pink, Russian, and Miscellaneous. Russian. God. So, let me make sure. I'm on... I could do some miscellaneous. Their 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 name. This naming scheme is one of the worst jokes in One Piece, <laughs> and I kind of love it. Are we on the page where he says a uh, strong hammer? Is that what you're saying? Uh, or is it Frankie the... boxing? Yeah, the boxing. Frankie boxing. Okay, so it's the whole we're starting at the flashback. Okay, beating the shit out of him. Okay, who wants to do Frankie or Russian? I would love to go for Frankie. Do it. Any takers for Russian? I can do it. Okay. And Jason, you Do said it. miscellaneous. Yeah, I'll be the I'll be the extras in the scene. Okay. Do it. <laughs> uh, so, gonna start with saying you're pink. Now I remember. Okay. Now I remember, Russian, the first day I met you, and the day you stopped smiling, were dark nights under a hail of rain, just like this. Wait, well, it's really coming down, isn't it? <laughs> But that's okay with me. I love the rain. What do I hate? Pirates. I hate them to death. What do you do? Oh, uh, I work at the bank. Uh. <laughs> A bank employee! They get married and they have a child. What's his name? I know. Gimlet. What a lovely name. He named uh, him after a drink. <laughs> Uh, and then there's some passage of time Mm -hmm. with senor pink and the don quixote pirates doing their pirate thing living blam blam bam kaboom it's a real sopranos moment (laughs) yes Uh, but then a dark day arrives where were you gimlet's dead exactly a week ago the day you just disappeared he came down with a sudden fever we rushed to the hospital, but it was too late. Gimlet. You liar. I called the bank over and over. They said you didn't work there. What's your real job? Where did our money come from? You don't have the right to be a father. How dare you treat me like a fool? <laughs> Wait, Russian. It's too stormy out. Stop following me. You don't understand, Russian. The reason I can't tell you the truth is... Russian! Where are you? It's like, uh, it's hard. It's really hard. 
little Arnold Schwarzenegger seat. Yeah, I'm really trying not to go there. Where are He's you? hard boiled. He is. Yeah. Where are you? I can't. All right. Would that be the Would that be the best or the worst One Piece adaptation with Ronald as uh, in your face? Russia. I think he could do it. You are a sandwich. <laughs> I like that. So I'm trying not to do that. Give it to Russian. I want to hear Arnold Schwarzenegger shout diaper bomb. Diaper bomb! <laughs> I, I gotta tell you. Now that I, diaper bombs. I have never needed anything more in my life. I'm only just now seeing it. Senior Pink is giving me uh, Sly Stallone vibes. Mm. Yeah, um, oh, definitely. I think he's a little mm. bit Stallone. Uh, I'm afraid your wife was trapped under a landslide during the storm. Her condition is very poor. She's in a vegetative state? Yes, yeah, she's unresponsive. Uh, at this rate, sh she may never show any kind of emotion again. It's just a question of how long she'll live. This would have never have happened if you hadn't met me. Oh, I lied to you because I didn't want to lose you. I want to hear your answers. I want to hear your voice. I want to see your smile on your face once more. Look, Russian. I found Gimlet's baby bonnet. Don't I look like him? He did take after me after all. Sorry, that was a bad joke. Better not let anyone see me like this. And then she smiles. Very slight. Uh, Mr. Pink? <laughs> see a montage of days of Senor Pink just walking through town, dressed as a baby. <laughs> you, you shouldn't laugh at him. First he lost his son, then his wife was in an accident. Anyone will lose their mind after that. My, my favorite is is when he meets Diamante and Treble. They're like, uh, dude, um. What's going on with you? Yeah. You, you could? Like, like, you meet your work friends and they're like. <laughs> Just trying on the, trying this out. Yeah. <laughs> Pink, my man, your fashion sense. What's going on with you? Look, it's a pervert. Perfect coming through. What a creep. This outfit is worth more than the finest suit to me, Russia. Because the only time you smile for me is when I wear these clothes. Kadoom! <laughs> Frankie slams him across the entire room. <sighs> You're a mess. What are you thinking back on as you cry, brother? If we should ever cross paths again, let's share some drinks, and you can tell me all about a woman called Russian. Uh, Frankie! Winner of the Smile Factory battle, Frankie. Frankie. Uh, <laughs> I swear to God, Damn. Oda, you better draw a fucking cover story of so or something <laughs> of these two at a bar. Oh. Yes. You better the heck. Do not oh. ash catch him this bullshit. <laughs> oh, he probably boy. gets lots of requests for that. Now, hang on. Now it's time for a, uh, a Dark Horse AO3 search. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's not auto complete, which isn't a good sign. Oh, no! So, Krimbo, this is what brought you to us today. Yes. Uh, why's that? Um, well, this is one of my favorite parts in the whole part of One Piece. Because they take this ridiculous looking character, you're kind of disgusted by him because <laughs> most people in society are not willing to accept a, gr a grown man walking around in a diaper <laughs> with a pacifier in his mouth and a little baby bonnet. 
it's upsetting to people because they look at it and they think it's a fetish thing. They're like, oh, that guy has a fetish. And that's what they're doing yeah. here. He's like, he's a creep. He's a pervert. He's disgusting. And um, he's kind of the same way as Frankie where he doesn't care what people think about him. He has one shit thing. Is meaningless. He, the only thing he cares about is is if he can get his wife to smile again. She doesn't even care at this point if his wife will be with him or or whatever. He's he's got one thing he needs to do, and it's to make his wife smile again. That's that's all he has left. And so it's really touching that um, he's kind of like Frankie, but just different. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it intersects with a few different themes. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes me think of Bon Clay a little bit. Just oh, yeah. like, you know, yeah, just something yeah. that is not really accepted by most people that he does anyway because it has meaning to him. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't care what anyone else does. The truth that he holds close to his chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To his heart. And, that's and also, it's a really relatable thing, kind of, is everyone's more complicated than they show. And yeah. it's, oh, a, yeah. it's really, really scary to live your whole life not telling people stuff that's part of you in fear that it might backfire and then you lose everything and that's what happens to him the truth comes out she finds out the one thing that he didn't want her to know and it it just made a bad situation worse mm-hmm. so much worse and mm-hmm. that and then he loses everything and he's just he can't even forgive himself you know He's just all he has left now is just his wife's smile. That's literally it. And it's super sad and I love and it. And it it completely recontextualizes the scenes of like the young women falling for him and him yeah. shrugging them off. Yeah. 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 He's, and he's just being the way too that cool it's for school. Dames. And he's just like he's just not concerned with them. The way that it's framed at the beginning with like the <laughs> The hail of fists being compared to the rain, yeah, yeah. which then reminds him of all. It's of It's really romantic, but it also <sighs> makes me think that maybe she's not still here, oh. because he needed to be reminded. Mm. Oh yeah, of why, like he's now reminiscing on these moments. Yeah, mm. so she might not have made it much longer than what we see, he's, but he's uh, still maintaining this. He just made this pact. his lifestyle in memory of yeah. her. He's one of the most interesting characters to me of all the Don Quixote family just by because of what we don't see. Where like he <laughs> seems like like he's a he's like a masculine idiot in some ways, but he is he's a very, very principled guy mm-hmm. who works for Doflamingo. <laughs> and like it's funny because he's a family man. Well he, yeah. he he joined the the mob family. He became an actual family man, lost his family, and all he has left is the Don, Don Flamingo family. Oh, you're so right. Maybe if his fa- his 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 wife and child had lived, maybe he would have started raising his eyebrow a little bit. At, he, yeah. oh, he definitely, like if stuff. if he had communicated with his wife, uh, maybe told her the truth early, um, he would have gotten out of the the life completely. They would have escaped somewhere. He would have found something better. But he was too afraid, and um, yeah, cursed by cowardice. But uh, I want to say the... I, I don't think it's indicated whether his wife is alive or dead because it's not that he's remembering all this; it's that the rain reminded him of the first day this started. And so right. I want to I want to vie for 
the wife. Like, he's still visiting the wife <laughs> because he's still dressed up like that. I mean, it is one piece after yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, think, I think he's still wearing that because he's still doing that. And probably mm-hmm. whatever money he's getting from Don Flamingo is just going to keeping his wife alive, like keeping her in care yeah. and stuff. Because otherwise, why would he even stick with mm-hmm. the family? Uh, he has to have a good reason. And I think it's just to still take care of his wife. Also, what a flex by Oda to just do this in a single chapter. Yeah, honestly, that's the, this, like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna really, casually yeah, drop after this what short we story. saw with Do- Baby Five. This and whole volume is him doing and that. Yeah. Jesus, Chris, Christmas. Yeah, like it's it is a wild choice to in the middle of this um, this manly dual death fight to just put. Like the first fifteen minutes. Of I was up. just thinking <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking, like, did did Up come out before this? <laughs> was he inspired? You can do a lot of stuff in just a in just a page, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just a chapter. Oda has demonstrated that over and over and over again. <laughs> oh my fucking lord! Uh, any other thoughts for this volume? Can you imagine? I think I said all my thoughts. <laughs> Time has been weird this week. Yeah. 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 Can is you imagine? If the, I <laughs> yes. think it is, yeah. Can you imagine Probably. if the live action gets to this? Man. God. I literally cannot imagine Betsy. this. No. Like, I, I want to see them try so badly <laughs> to sell general... How are they going to book Sylvester Stallone for that <laughs> To long? sell general audiences on Senor Pink... How are they going to get Pedro Pascal to play Cinder Pink? <laughs> oh man, that would just get Taika Waititi to do it. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah, actually. Uh, how about some X marks? Because I know it's go. been a very long volume. Yeah, oh yeah, we do oh, those Lord. too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hang on. Here it is. Okay. Yes, please, please hit me. God, it's been three and a half hours. Oh boy, <laughs> is it really? Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost. Been three and a half days. <laughs> it's been three and a half. We have years. a brand new goddamn Oda. Oh really? Oh please. Really? The books thrown in the O'Hara Lake. What? Oh. Of course. You, wait. Uh, how? Okay. Are, why? Today? <laughs> oh, why today? Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> this is as of like the last like uh, chapter or two. Yeah, oh the most recent chapter, oh my and God. referencing an event that took place in the manga twenty years ago. <laughs> what the actual heck? <coughs> oh Jesus! God, I can't wait to get <laughs> to it. Uh, All right, uh, we have okay. a suggestion from Oda just, a bug. Oda just never runs out of crimes to commit. It's almost <laughs> it's seemingly endless. Oh, so that's it's like why he's you a like fighting him. fish man hybrid. Tyler's. That's why you like him so much. You're inspired as a crime weaver. Crime it's about pirates. <laughs> we have a suggestion from a bug on Discord. Pirates issuing bounties. Ooh. Yeah, that would that would got a goddamn it from me when that's. <laughs> Yeah, pirates issuing bounties on pirates? What? What taint, is the world coming to? T- taint right, taint natural. <laughs> Dogs and cats <laughs> living together. <laughs> on top of that, and uh, the star system as well. Right, yeah, he specifically uses stars as the bounties. Oh, really? Ooh, ooh I don't like that. Mm. I don't like that one bit, sir. Why? The stars are fine. No! The stars are great. We do not uh, like the stars, Jason. 
Ken of the Red stars Lions. Stars don't care whether you like them or not. <laughs> the stars are confident in their masculinity. <laughs> oh, I am humbled by the stars. Oh, that one really got Jay. <laughs> yeah. Should I should I start a quote list? Because that's going in. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be honored. Uh, Ken of Red Lions wants us to remember Law's quote to Luffy. You started all this over food? <laughs> oh, God. <Yeah. laughs> and I remember seeing so long ago somebody doing a TikTok of like, man, Luffy would topple capitalism just because you <laughs> bought him a Big Mac. Yeah. And now it's yeah. become true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They're referencing Rebecca in that instance. And mine for this week, A Sphere of Silence. Mm. Hello, Law thinks Cyrus. the calm, calm fruit is a stupid, useless power. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping you didn't say that. Oh, God. Oh, God. What? Hello, oh. silence, my old friend. <laughs> and why did Hakuba and Cavendish get Mihawk eyes when they were both awake? Ooh. I don't know what it means, and I'm afraid to know. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy. Yeah, why do they activate their fucking Sharingan? I personally enjoy what is me guys. Yeah, I mean, I have no other term <laughs> yeah. for it. Mm. It is the first time hmm. since we were so exposed mean, to Mihawk is like a double that. person too. Yeah, what in maybe the world? I have my theories. Oh god, that means you don't know. <laughs> sometimes that's, that's sometimes that's how it is <laughs> at this point. It is it is an ongoing series. Yeah, I did say that as we go, increasingly, I'm going to know less and less because. We only got like 300 chapters left. Jesus Christ. Wow. Only yeah, this 300 is like... chapters. Only 300. Yeah. This is like playing a game of 10 candles and you get less and less narrative power as you go on. <laughs> uh, Jason. Yeah. Give us that star chart so we can leave. Oh! You got it, Chief. <laughs> um, Well, don't cry. Let's baby. Let's baby. Five. Specifically, let's baby five. Just oh, kidding. you swerved. Oh. Ah. You got me. I mean, it better I be did. useful. <laughs> it always is. Let's hope yeah. it is. Um, baby five uh, with a canonical birthday of May 15th, and that would make her a Taurus. Oh, okay. Taurus. Hmm. I have a soft spot so, for Tauruses. Interesting. So, Miss Five, if you're nasty, this is what the stars have to say about you this week. If you want to make the best of the day ahead, try to convince your team or family to work together. This is tricky to do so, what with everyone's schedule being so demanding right now, uh, hard as it is to coordinate the efforts and orchestrate harmony. The strength of your character and your team spirit will make it all work out. <laughs> Honey... <laughs> oh, boy. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> I appreciate everyone who tunes into this show every week. And I hope that you join us again next week for Leaps and Bounds. Oh, boy. <gasps> I just realized he fell in love with her because she's a white Russian. Yeah. <laughs> you just realized that? I just realized that. <laughs> well, we, uh, we can't help you, Matt, for that one. <laughs> Uh, until then, Matt, where can our Nakama find you on the Grand Online? <laughs> well, if you feel so inclined, you want to see me these epiphanies I take today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me over on Twitch and Twitter and Webtoons under the username DefineProgness. 
D-E-F-I-N-E-P-R-O-G. And I'll be doing my Rock Zombie VTuber thing. This stuff on Webtoons is very, very good, by the way. Thank you. Oh, yes. Jason? Uh, yeah, you can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash jcavs. J-A-Y-C-A-L-V-E-S. Um, I usually stream yeah, in the middle of the week, usually uh, towards the evenings. But if you follow me, then, you know, you'll just know whenever I'm live. Jcavs takes you to any and all socials media that I barely update, one of which is actively imploding. So let's see how that goes. <laughs> You'll never guess which one. Uh, yeah, it's my Zanga. <laughs> you hate it. Uh, Laura. Uh, you can find me on Newgrounds, Twitter, despite it all, um, Instagram, Patreon, <laughs> give me money as Haha, I'm Laura. I do art and animation and music. Melissa. Hey, I am Kristaya, K-R-I-S-T-A-I-A, on the various socials, medias, including uh, doing a little catch-up on Tumblr, because that's just a cozy little <laughs> nook to hang out in. Um, and, uh, and Twitch streaming, and you can hear all of my animals that you may or may not have heard <laughs> during the episode, depending on how Tyler edits this. <laughs> Uh, Dave? Yep, I am uh, Scythe, P-S-Y-T-H-E, on Archive of Our Own. I very occasionally post fanfiction, which unfortunately is probably not about Baby 5 and uh, uh, Sweetie. Uh, Theo? I don't do much on the internet because boo. Um, but if you happen Agreed. to be... Yeah, valid. Fair. Yeah. I'm busy babying. Uh, <laughs> if... <laughs> If you have... Just over here babying. <laughs> I'm just trying to... I'm just, just fucking baby. I'm just trying to baby, man. Um, <laughs> if you happen to be in or around Dayton, Ohio, you can come to the Black Box Improv Theater where we would do totally grown-up theater. Uh, we do improv theater uh, every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and I perform every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Come on out. And Crimbo. I thank you for having me on. This is a lot of fun, and this is like, oh, yeah. yeah, this is my Hell favorite yeah. book. Um, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, and this one just, oh, I'm still like a little choked up about that part because that part still gets me every time I read it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes I have a YouTube like um, stuff that makes me cry, and sometimes I just watch <laughs> it to feel emotions again. And this is <laughs> this scene in that this scene is on there. Yeah. Um, That's mm. one of the places where the anime stretching things out actually. Helps. It did. It, it did. really it had a little. It gives it a lot of room to breathe. Really? It did. Oh, I can see yeah. that. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So if you want to know about me and what I do, uh, you can find me on King underscore Criminal and K King and Criminal spelled with K um, on Twitter, and then um, failing that. Uh, there's Twitch, and I'm uh, Crimbo Kills on there, so it's Crimbo K R I M Bo, you know, Himbo with a K, and then uh, <laughs> Kills at the end, so Crimbo Kills. You can come find me. What a wonderful time to live in when that's the the easiest shorthand to help you yeah. spell your name. Yep, yep. Um, so uh, yeah, and uh, my streams are just basically uh, drawing, and sometimes I'll read manga on there. Sometimes I'll just play video games. Sometimes I hang out with artists and we watch little like things, or sometimes we do um, we'll do little comedy skits and so on. Um, but yeah, if you'd like to hang out at any point, come uh, come catch a stream. I do them three times a week, and then spend the rest of my time drawing and taking commissions and that stuff. 
You can follow this show on Twitter at MealPeace. And pinned there is an invitation to join our fan Discord, The Mess Deck, where you can come and talk about the uh, latest episode of the podcast and the volume that we read in it. And we also have a spoiler section to come and talk about the current events of the One Piece world. Uh, if you'd like to have your email read on the show, you can send it to piecemealpodcast at gmail.com. And I would appreciate it if you could rate and review us on the podcast service that you are listening to this on and give it a five-star rating so that all of the One Piece fans of the world can find us. This has been Piecemeal. Keep dreaming.